It's Andrew Davis from Toon Talk Radio. Catch us at www.toontalk.co.uk and also on Nova Radio at www.novaradio.co.uk as well via their Google Play app. Uh, after the show, you can also download the show. Just go to iTunes and click in Toon Talk and you'll be able to listen to tonight's show and any other shows we've had previously. Um, my co-host this evening is Neil Mitchell in Dubai, who I'm sure has been busy with everything that's going on with Newcastle. Good evening, Neil. How are you? Evening, Andrew. We're busy as always, mate. <laughs> <laughs> it's always, with Newcastle, it's, it's, it's been non-stop lately, hasn't it? It's, we, we've got, obviously, a few guests on this evening. So, um, obviously, after what happened last week, I think, I remember, I remember you said that you thought that uh, Mike Ashley had called in to the, and had been on the drink. I think it was kind of true. Well, I know it's, it was true. It's very startling behaviour from a, from a, from an owner, isn't it really? Is it? Is it, is it startling behaviour for what we know about him, for what was said in court uh, during this case, where the guy took him to court because of what was said while he was on the drink? Talk about vomiting in fireplaces and then being a power drinker. Uh, I think there's a hell of a lot more to it than meets the eye, if you ask me. There's there's, there's a lot of things that I could, you know, scenarios that could run over and over and over as to why it goes on. Um, he was always going to be the biggest bump in the road. Yeah, and, and look, true. there's questions to be answered on both sides, mm. if we're going to be fair and balanced about true. it. Yeah, true. Um, but, but the reality is, for him to make the statement he's, do, he's made, to say that talks were exhausted when he was in Miami for five weeks, mm. is rubbish. I'm sorry. Absolutely mm. rubbish. He's met, he's met with them once, in person. But mind... That's very much the case with other bids I've been aware of in the past. Mm. Um, certainly, the, the trust dealt exclusively with Derek Lambiest, and um, I could name another bid, which, which obviously I don't like. Don't like the name. Who dealt exclusively with Derek Lambiest? Never met Mike Ashley. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll, yeah. Get, we'll get into well, all of that uh, with uh, obviously as we, as the show gets on, and yep. obviously I'm going to bring in my first guest this evening. It's uh, Richard Conway. From the BBC. Good evening, Richard. How are you? I'm very well, Andrew. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Obviously, got Neil Mitchell, my correspondent in Dubai, on the show. On the show as well. You probably just heard a little bit there from as well. So, good evening to you both. Good evening, Richard. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Neil. Hello. Nice to talk to you. You too. So, obviously, everything. Obviously, I, was ju- I just about to read your piece last week um, with regards to Newcastle and what's actually going on. With the uh, with the takeover and Amanda Staveley, that everything that goes to Newcastle, and then just as I think you you were putting it up there, or you put it you put a time on it, Mike Ashley went on Sky and said his infamous words. Um, are you surprised? Um, well, I'm I'm slightly surprised when Mike Ashley said those words right as I was publishing the piece on the um, on the BBC Sport <laughs> website, which uh, which rather changed things. But um, but that's uh, that's the journalism chink for you. Um, but yeah, you know this is this has been um, an interesting story uh, and one that that you know I should I should start by saying I am from 
uh, Newcastle. I was born in, and raised in the city. Um, but uh, putting putting that aside, uh, from a journalistic point of view, I think it's a fascinating story, and it's one that uh, I've been keen to, to pursue and to follow for, for quite a while. Um, takeovers, uh, especially at football clubs, is something that I that I look to quite often. I, I would dealt extensively with the takeover of Nottingham Forest uh, last year, and the, and the people that were trying to to buy that club unsuccessfully, and then the party that that ended up purchasing it in the end in, in around April or May time. Um, so Newcastle obviously on, on a different level to, to, to Nottingham Forest um, it, financially and in terms of uh, Premier League status. Uh, and I think the, the, the issue at the moment between Mike Ashley and Amanda Staveley uh, is a fascinating one for the, for the outsider. Uh, for the fans, though, I can sense the real frustration, uh, the deep frustration um, that they feel given... The position of the club, given the uh, what they feel is the lack of uh, uh, appropriate transfer activity, um, the team struggling uh, in the league, uh, and, and the overall lack of progress uh, on every front, especially commercially, from a, a club that um, has a huge fan base and a big global appeal. So um, it's a real crossroads moment for Newcastle United at the moment, um, not just with this transfer window, but but in 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 the short, medium, and, and long term. Yeah, well, I mean, I find it fascinating that he, he sort of went all out at PCP Capital and Amanda Stavely on a PR assault, um, and they seem to have kept their power dry until they released the interview first mm-hmm. with George Culkin, and then we've had another series of interviews with the National over here in Dubai, um, yeah. being released statements from our, from our husband, and, and it's very interesting that they seem to have turned that back around now. So now. The microscope's back on on Mike Ashley. I mean, Richard, what what's your opinion? Do you, do you think the what do you think Ashley's end game is here? My personal fit feeling is he's got a figure in mind and that he wants that figure and that figure only, and only when he gets that figure he will sell. I don't think he's as willing a seller as he claims that he is. What do you think about that? I think the the issue of anyone that deals with Mike Ashley is his unpredictability. Um, yeah. And, and I think that's something that, that other people have commented on, and I think that's something that, that the Stavely team um, are perhaps realizing uh, now. Um, the, the man is, is a billionaire. He's a very successful businessman. Um, he's not without his issues, as we know. Um, and I think that that, that problem, that, that sense of what does he want, what is the price, what is it that he's after, what will it take for him to sell the business? And we've heard some contradictory uh, yeah. statements from sources uh, in the, over the past few days. So it is a confused picture as to what it is that Mike Ashley uh, is looking for. And of course, in, by its very nature, takeovers are subject to non-disclosure agreements. Um, but you know, we have seen elements of this played out uh, through the media. And I think, um, I think that's something that, that, that is perhaps, uh, mm. from our point of view, from a journalist's point of view, it's very good. <laughs> from, a, from, from, a, from a take from, from their point of view, from, I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's, it's not welcomed and not appreciated, but that's where we're at right now. This is with, with both sides, um, uh, you know, putting themselves forward, you know, making claims. Maddis Davely coming forward in that, that interview with, uh, with the Times of George Culkin and, and saying, uh, that she felt uh, hurt and it was absurd that um, that you know that there wasn't a bid on the table and that uh, the doubts were being cast over her 
um, you know, whether she was a serious bidder or not. So I, th- I think what we've got from the Stadley camp is that they are they are serious. They are they do want to do this. They they have a very serious intent. But that question about, as you put it, you know, about what Mike Ashley wants, well, we still don't really know that. No, and this this, this seems to be the thing all along. Uh, is everybody saying, oh, they're only fifty million apart? Why don't they just pay the fifty million? Well, to use the buying the house analogy, would you buy a house at a hundred thousand pounds? If the garden needed doing, it needed a new kitchen, all the windows needed changed, because pretty much that's what he's done to Newcastle United. So you're not going to pay, you know, an extra over the odds just to get it because you want it. Um, but equally, on the on the flip side, if the people back in Amanda Stavely and PCP Capital um, had the kind of money that, that some of the names that I've seen thrown around uh, are allegedly involved in it. If, if, for example, uh, one of the names that keeps, I keep being asked about is Mohammed bin Salman, the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia. I'm sorry, 50 million to him is like a tenner to you and I. <laughs> if he was involved, it would be done. Um, if he wanted it, it would be done, and it wouldn't be done through an intermediary either. It would be done, it would be done by him at the end of the day. Um, so I, I think we really are all scrambling in the dark, wondering what Mike Ashley actually wants. Um, and, and, and I know that the PCP bid's been done with the most ridiculous amounts of, of exhaustive due diligence stuff that people don't realise has gone on that they've looked at. And it's, it, it's quite frustrating at the end of the day. What do you see as Rafa's role in this and in, in sort of how key to everything Rafa seems to be, Richard? Yeah, he's absolutely critical uh, to, to, it, to it all. Uh, I think, with, you know... Um, from a from a fan perspective, I think they can rest assured that no matter what happens with results, Rafael Benitez will be the manager of Newcastle United come the end of the season. Um, no Rafa, no deal is is, is mm. essentially what Manda Stavely has has said. Um, I think in the wider context, they're, they're you know picking up on what you you just said there. There's you know, there's, there's a couple of a couple of key points and a couple of key things that we're I think are going to uh, you know slow down this process. The, the, the first of which is. Um, what happens in terms of uh, uh, relegation uh, and and the, and the team's position come um, you know come March come April where where they're at uh, you know a, a bid on the table now of 250 million pounds which is a, a straight bid we now know without any speculation mm. what Amanda Stavely has has offered she's offered 250 million pounds up front uh, all out uh, there was there was an offer of 350 million in stages there was an offer of 300 million. Uh, which was 200 million up front and 100 million in, in, in stages yeah. uh, and clauses. Um, but we now know what the offer is on the table. Now, uh, you know, lots of people, have, and I've read this from, from fans on, on social media throughout the week, saying, why don't you just pay the 350 million? It'll be worth that in the long term. It'll be worth, you know, pay up and get rid of them and do this. And I can see why people would think that. We have to remember that Amanda Stavely, at the end of the day, is still a businesswoman. She is. Uh, she has uh, investors. This is a. Um, she is going to be uh, bringing in. I think she said it's going to be mostly her own cash, but she will be bringing in uh, a small number of investors, in, including potentially sovereign wealth funds, uh, maybe from the Middle East or maybe from China. So we don't know the exact makeup of of the um, uh, of who will be buying the club, but. It is a business proposition at the end of the day, and if you think about it in business terms, the asset of Newcastle United could only be might only be worth 100 million pounds in May mm. if relegation happens. The benchmark for that is Aston Villa. Um, Randy Lerner uh, tried to sell Aston Villa when it was a Premier League club, mm. couldn't do it. It was relegated, and he ended up settling for around 80 million pounds for it. So that's the benchmark 
um, by which uh, people looking at this deal are looking at they're looking at us and Villa thinking, well, they went for 80 million. Newcastle's probably worth more than that for a variety of different reasons, um, but it's still only going to be worth ballpark 100 million pounds. That is a big difference to 250 million pounds mm. on the table. So I think because of that. The, the club, the team results, the club results are going to be a big factor in this takeover between now uh, and March. And quickly, the other factor will be the TV deal, the Premier League domestic yeah. TV deal. We're going to know the end. We're going to know the ins and outs of that by the end of February, potentially early March. Uh, you know, five five and a half billion pounds in the last deal. It will be you know pegged to that level minimum. It could be more if the likes of Amazon come in um, with, mm. with some money for, for mm-hmm. some of those rights. All eyes will be on that as well to see what effect that has on the price. I think I mean, uh, the, the sorry the, 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 the only for me the not obviously the issue with Rafa them you know Newcastle saying quite publicly the last couple of days that um, he should they're looking to offer another another contract. Now I found that really really insulting because they've given him they haven't even backed him in, in any way shape or form this season with with the transfer Richard have they? Well, this will be the, uh, if you look at Newcastle's PR efforts over the last decade, there have been some very bizarre and strange announcements. We all know this, um, and, and and yet again, that that pretend, you know that that information that uh, a contract or contract talks with Rafa mm. Benitez were, 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 were potentially going to be underway or were you know wanted to get underway, um, you know, it's difficult to see that as anything other than an attempt to distract uh, and, and I say you know I say that without knowing the full ins and outs of it but but given the timing with with about nine with nine days left of the Premier League uh, transfer window to go with the transfer window to go with no players coming in with a team that is in desperate need of reinforcements with a manager who was crying out for, 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 for money to spend and to bring in his targets to start talking about a managerial contract at this stage does seem odd do it in February you know, to talk about then. If you want to talk about stability past this season, maybe then then is the time to do it. Um, as for why it's been done, I, I don't know. But it was a, it, it felt from from my perspective an odd time to start talking about that contract, given the pressing, the very pressing issues mm-hmm. that are on this club in the nine days that remain of this transfer window. Yes. Well, they're they're a constant PR disaster in some respects, and they, they couldn't tame anything. Um, throughout the entire Ashley era, um, you're just waiting for the next crass announcement made in an made in an awful way. Um, they just one team times couldn't seem to get anything right. In the last year, they've at least let guys like Lee Marshall and who are at the club, they've taken the reins off and let them get involved more actively mm-hmm. in social media and reaching out to fans, and it's been better. It's been easier, but you you always felt there was this uneasy, you know, when is it going to go tits up again, for want of a better word. And here we are on the verge of concluding or seemingly concluding some sort of deal, actually making all the right noises that he's a willing seller and he wants to sell to somebody who can take the club on. But then once again, we've hit deadlock and it, it, it... and I get that everybody's frustrated, and I get that there's a lot of people kind of um, don't know what to do. But f- from a timing point of view, to do it when season ticket renewals are open, I've had two weeks. Tons, yeah. tons of lads and lasses getting in touch with me. People have people I went to school with even who are 
have had season tickets for years and years and years are saying, do you know what, Neil? I don't think I'm going to bother. I don't think I'm going to bother. And I, and I think the timing, he's managed to shoot yourself in the foot yet again with the timing of this. And I think this is why we're getting, oh, Rafa, new contract. We're, mm. we're in now, now preparing a bid, there's a great phrase, for a, 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 a looking at a striker, etc., etc. Um, it It's all... It, until we see hard evidence of it, and I ain't going to hold my breath, uh, I'm not expecting to see a mega breakthrough on the transfer market or anything like that. Uh, what do you think of it all, really, Richard, at the moment? Well, I think that it's in a wider perspective, the world has changed. And I think those kind of mm-hmm. tactics of um, putting out a message, uh, briefing uh, journalists, trying to get that message across that, you know, the manager's been backed, the targets mm-hmm. are on the way in, um, that, that a, a contract is, 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 you know, being offered. Uh, it, that would all potentially have worked maybe 15, 20 years ago. The world has changed in social media, the way the fans mm-hmm. interact, the investment that people have uh, in the club uh, and the way they talk about it has all changed. So those, I don't think those kind of, those kind of tactics uh, work anymore. I think people do see through them. And, and I think the, the fear and the worry from Newcastle's point of view, as you've, as you've sort of identified, is that people grow tired eventually, grow tired of um, perhaps being felt that they're being taken for granted, mm. that their support will always be there. Yes, they'll always support the club, but will they buy season tickets? Will they turn up uh, to the match? Newcastle has a very loyal uh, fan base, as we know. Um, but, you know, I think things uh, are being stretched, um, uh, you know, to the extreme at the moment, by um, by the club hierarchy, and I think that's got to be got to be a worry. Um, ultimately, uh, there will always be you know that 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 support for Newcastle United. But but are we, as I said, as I, as I mentioned at the beginning, the club feels to be that it is at a crossroads right now um, in in many different ways, and in in, in in the direction it's going. The the problem, in the longer term, is that various other clubs in the Premier League are pulling away from Newcastle in mm. commercial terms, uh, in revenue terms. Um, the big report out tomorrow, actually, which, which we'll see uh, which will from Deloitte, which will list the top 20 clubs in terms of revenue. Newcastle aren't anywhere near that list uh, in terms of revenue, but yet you know, the likes of West Ham, Tottenham, Everton, uh, to, to name just three, are in that list, are on that list, and are pulling in big numbers because... Um, they're starting to get their act together. Liverpool as well as another yeah. one. You know, there's, there's a number of, of clubs in the Premier League that Newcastle should be on a par with, should be should be oh. uh, punching their weight with in terms of uh, all those different things on the pitch and off it. And right now, that's just not happening. That that was one of the points I kind of made on, on, on Twitter in the last couple of weeks to, to in one little thread of debate. Um, you, you, what you have to remember is that... It, Amanda Holt, uh, Stavely and PCP Capital were involved in um, the deal to buy Man City. They were involved in a bid, failed bid for Liverpool. Mm. And at that time, they were able to manage and examine the books of both clubs. And so they will know, not guess, they will know. At the time they were doing those deals, those were two clubs that pretty much were seen as our peers that we were on a similar level to, we sort of at a similar stand in, in the top flight. So they know where they were. They've then gone back through 20 odd years of our accounts, so they know where we were, and they now know where we are. And I bet they've got a 
damn good idea where Man City and Liverpool are right now. Mm. And that's why that valuation comes out so much lower. Because we're way behind on commercial incomes, we're way behind on certain other incomes. We're still hamstrung by the fact we don't own the land that the ground sits on. There's a whole host of different things that potentially hamstrings the club. We don't know what Mike Ashley wants in terms of does he want continued free advertising for a period of time after he goes? Does he want sports directors to still control the club shop for a period of time after he goes? Does he want one of his sub- subsidiary companies to control the F&B within the ground for a period of time after he goes? All of which currently happen right now. And so th- this, this valuation, th- a lot of people seem to be just be saying, well, if that's what it takes, pay it. But you're quite right, Richard. She's a businesswoman and she knows how to do a deal. I'm, I'm damn sure. And so this, these valuations aren't just pulled out of thin air, are they? No, they're not. And I think you, make, you raise a very good point in that, you know, that valuation has been carefully considered. The bid has been made on a very carefully considered uh, uh, basis. Um, and all the things that, we, that we've discussed here about, you know, why the club is perhaps not on par with it, with some of its Premier League rivals are the things that are attracting Amanda Stavely to buying the club because she sees the potential for that revenue growth and and that's and again that's not what fans maybe want to hear they, they want to hear about what mm. she's going to do for the team what she's going to do for the league position what she's going to do for uh in terms of of, of bringing silverware uh in uh, but again as a business proposition i think she sees uh a club uh an institution a company that is not punching its weight that is ripe for growth um and that and that that with some some changes to the managerial processes, to the to the way it operates, to a, a more global outlook. Um, it could it could be on a, be up there amongst uh, you know a lot of the big Premier League clubs that are that are pulling in uh, huge amounts of revenue and then reinvesting that into playing talent, bringing the best players um, uh, to the club that will allow uh, Benitez to to compete. Uh, you know, on, uh, on a on a on a level playing field for for, for major for major honours. Mm. I think when it I comes mean, to the fact that um, with with his announcement last week and the the, the words that are used, offensive words uh, to to Amanda, I don't think he realises, but he clearly doesn't. Because imagine if you're somebody that wants to come in now to stir the pot, whatever whoever it is, it could be China, it could be. Could be America, which I'm surprised haven't come in actually, but they 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 would see that rant that he did, which he's actually substantially yesterday come back with other statements from um, other guests I've had on the show, like John Richardson of the Mirror, and he he's, he's trying to damp it down. He's he's obviously uh, realised that he's made a, he made a hell of a mistake this week, but it's it's not a good look for an owner of a club to do that rant, uh, and it. It would, it could obviously put off uh, other investors, Richard. Um, well, I, I should start by saying I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of, of, of who said what and whether Mike yeah. Ashley made those statements. Yeah. I have to take it on face value that, yeah. that as reported by Sky, it was yeah. an Ashley source. But I, I've read certainly a lot of what's been out there this week about about uh, about that. Um, however, yeah, you know, let's get down to, to, to the to the to the brass tacks of this. At the moment, there is no other bidders, uh, credible yeah. bidders that we know of for Newcastle United, other than 
PCP Capital Partners and, and, and Amanda Stavely. Um, that is the, the, the reality of the situation. Uh, and it has been, I, I found it very interesting. Yeah, John Richardson's piece in the Sunday Mirror mm. this week marked uh, comments again from an Ashley source, mm. it, it, which said that, you know, the, uh, the, it was a change of tone. It was a change of tone from you know, from talks are off the table to we haven't seen that the money is there yeah. and until we see that the position will be unchanged that shows perhaps that this deal is not over um, mm. and I've sort of commented myself that there will be brinkmanship involved in the deal of this size um, things you know things happen people say things whether privately or through the media uh, that interrupt the process um, as it stands the only game in town right now for, for Mike Ashley if he wants to sell this club is Amanda Stavely maybe he's hoping post the Premier League uh, TV deal that there will be other interested buyers coming forward I have to say if that is the case they're taking their time they know that deal's coming mm. that's not that's not you know in doubt there will be a huge TV deal on the table come uh, the end of February again um, benchmarked to five and a half billion pounds it will likely be more so they know that the money is coming um, so is there, are there other bidders there that we don't know of? Who knows? In fairness to Mike Ashley, maybe we don't know that yet. Maybe they're keeping it private and there's negotiations going on that we do not know about. Um, nevertheless, as, as, as far as we know it right now, Amanda mm. Stavely is the only bidder. Um, and, and that may ultimately force his hand, uh, you know, in, 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 or make him think. I shouldn't say force his hand, but that should make, perhaps make him think twice uh, if there is uh, an increased offer um, you know, you know, come March or April. I mean, I, I think in some respects that statement does raise a valid question about, well, where is the back end coming from? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've heard some people say, well, she should tell everybody where it's coming from. Well, actually, why should she? That's as daft as Rafa Benitez saying, right, I've got 200 million to spend, <laughs> so all the clubs suddenly whack an extra 20 million on the value of every player. If she was to turn around and says, right, my back in the back as are the third richest man in the UAE, a Saudi prince and a Chinese billionaire, Mike Ashley sits back and goes, right, 400 million, please. Um, it, 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 it's bonkers that that should be done that way, that it should be suggested it's done that way. But I do think it's a very valid question to, to ask anybody who's raising money with investors in that way um, we need some evidence. I mean, I, I've heard it said that they want to do this. You're going to have to put 250,000 down to to enter into exclusivity the next time. That's that's also as daft as when the trust was negotiating. They came out with this statement that uh, any interested party had to buy a box. Right? And I can guarantee you the trust didn't buy a box. And I can guarantee you, I know somebody else who was speaking to them around about the same time, and they didn't buy a box either. It's just this whole bullish bravado to say, I want to see the colour of your money. I mean, bearing in mind, he started to do a deal and then buggered off on holiday for five weeks. Would you give him £250,000 and let him do it again? I don't think I would. Um, but uh, where, where do you see this going, ultimately, Richard? Because I, like you, think there is, in some respects, it hasn't changed. There's a deal on the table and the club's up for sale. That's it, no it, change. It, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I should, I should start by saying that this will sadly have to be my last answer. I know, I'm just, I, I'm pleased to get you for 30 minutes, Richard, believe you me. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you both. But yeah, I, I mean, in, in, in summary on this, I'll, I'll go back to, to, to some of the points I've made this week uh, on air, which is that I don't think the deal is dead. 
between um, Amanda Savely and Mike Ashley. I, I think that this has been a very difficult week for both parties. And let's not forget as well, there's been, it was a very interesting piece from David Conn in The Guardian, which was talking about Amanda Savely's finances and whether she does have the, the wherewithal in the finances to, to come forward and, and do that. So I think it's been a pot- potentially, a, a, you know, um, a, a, one of those weeks that, that we'll look back on uh, in the future and say, remember that, you know, remember when that deal wasn't wasn't potentially going to happen. It, as far as we're aware, there's been no formal contact between the Stavely camp and the Ashley camp since before Christmas, despite all the, the public pronouncements that we've had this week um, through sources and, and everything else. So with that in mind, with the, with the non-disclosure agreement still, it's understood, in place, there's no reason why this deal cannot happen at some point down the future, but I think patience is going to be required by fans because I don't see anything happening now, uh, potentially until March, until once we know the situation with relegation, the situation with the Premier League TV deals, and at that point, you may see uh, a coming together and a, and a deal being reached. We'll have to wait and see. Well, we look forward to having you back on. We'll hopefully be discussing it, and you'll be sitting down with Amanda, which would be magic, <laughs> wouldn't it? If we've, well, we'll, we'll we'll see about that. But thank thank you very much. It's been, it's been nice talking to you both. Thank you, Richard. Thanks Take very care. much. Cheers. Thanks Thanks very much. Bye bye. Well, a great first appearance uh, from Richard Conway from the uh, sports sports news correspondent from BBC Sport. Um, that was good. Very very good. That wasn't it, really uh, Neil? Good. Very good, good chat. So from somebody who knows what he's talking about, you know, mm. um, you get a lot of journalists who to go for easy ways to discuss things, but mm. as somebody who's covered takeovers before, and, and the Nottingham Forest takeover was a messy one, by the way. It yeah, was very messy. It, yeah. it was exceptionally messy, and I think they ended up with the poorest Q80 investor in the world. <laughs> um, <laughs> poor buggers, really. Uh, um, and so, yeah, um, no, good stuff as ever. I think um, when it comes to, obviously, he couldn't, he, he couldn't comment about what... what um, Mike actually did when he called in to, to Sky last week, but um, I think that's probably the for me when he came out and he um, you know, the Newcastle are saying lots of things now, especially after what Amanda said. Um, I think the one thing I took from this week because of the back and forth, I just wanted both of them to shut up. I must admit, I, it got to the end of the week. I'm thinking, okay, the husband's now diving in there. He, he's now saying lots of things and. Um, it obviously is going to the national uh, newspaper right. in Dubai, who, who you've been on before and uh, you've spoken to and written for as well. So, uh, what's their take on it? Because they're, you know, you're, you're in there. Give us a, a feel for, um, you know, the, the fact that well, they're, it, it, could there be more to come from? Are they, are they going to talk more? A, you think? There's still a lot of interest here in the Middle East because of their reputation and their company's involvement in the Middle East and there's a lot of people do invest with them and through them. Um, the, do I think there's more to come? No, I don't. I think now, from here on, I think it goes quiet and I think deliberately so. Mm. Uh, I think that the, both sides have learned lessons out of this, that leaks were coming mm. here, there and everywhere and, and, it, and it made the takeover process a little sour. Mm. Um, I think uh, PCP got the fingers burned with a little bit of PR assault, but mind have played a wonderful straight bat on the back of it. But I think now's the time to stop the Jojo. And yeah. and and if everybody is serious about getting this deal done, let's just get it done. I, I'd love the next announcement to be 
I'd love to wake, wake up to a WhatsApp saying Neil, it's done. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and, and that's it. Um, it, it there's, there's huge interest here. Um, and I know two or three names keep getting thrown around. And I had another one chucked into the mix this last week, um, which actually makes a lot more sense than any of the other ones that have been bandied about to me. And what's, what's, that, um, what's that regards to? Backers. Oh, backers, okay. For, for, you know, potential investors alongside Amanda Stavely and PCP Capital. Um, and so, again, there's regional interest in that. And so there's, there's probably been more interest in Newcastle United in the last three months than there has been in the previous three <laughs> three years, to be honest <laughs> yeah, with you. Which is good, but isn't I mean, it, really? I, I, was, I was stood watching the Liverpool-Man City game uh, with a couple of the lads... Um, because we get into one of the bars, which is actually the Liverpool Supporters Club bar. So when Liverpool are on, it's always full of uh, scousers who've never been to Liverpool. And um, it, it was bouncing. And I had to say, I turned to, turned to Stu and said, just imagine, we got taken over and the interest levels over here went up the roof. This could be us. What do you reckon that would feel like? Yeah. Because yeah. you know we take the mick out of a lot of them because a lot of the lads and lasses that support Liverpool in there, I don't think they've even ever been to the UK, let alone Liverpool. Um, but that doesn't make them any less passionate supporters of Liverpool Football Club. If you see, mm. see them turn out in their heads and in the in, in all sorts, and and it's a um, it's no less passionate, and and the, and the support that team, and they get upset when they concede, and they go mm. wild when they score, and, and you know. Um, and it, and it just sort of every now and again, I let myself dream a little bit, mm. and then reality comes and hits us in the face, like uh, like Mike Ashley's belt when he took his clothes off and did a strip. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it, I said all along, uh, and and I, I believe you'll find I've said on this show on more than one occasion, the biggest hump in the road was was the man himself. Mm. And and Richard touched on it, unpredictability, and he is, he's, he's very unpredictable. Like I, must say, I, I, never, I, I, must, I never saw that statement coming out. I, must, I never saw that statement coming out in the month of Sundays, but when I, when I actually read it, it's really nasty. Like, all of it's really well, nasty. And that, and that would back up the fact that it came... It came from, from him. I know it came from him. Came, it came from the man himself yeah. while he was sat in a bar stool. Yeah. It was funny, you said it, didn't you? You said he's, just, he's drunk, that's why he's rang it. Well... <laughs> and it was true, uh, well. we, we never knew, though, at the time, did we? But... It, it's one of these these situations. It is exactly the kind of thing you would expect it to do. It tallies mm. with stories I've heard that I believe I've told on here before about the guy that turned up with agreed three hundred million with him. He was ten minutes late for the meeting, walked into the hotel room, and was told, "Right, the price is now four hundred million." <laughs> and end of end of meeting. Yeah. Um, Sorry, I've, just, I've got to bring in my next guest uh, at the moment. Mm. I think it's Steve Hasty, is it? Uh, I think he. Think it is, yeah. He, it is. Hi, how are you? I thought it Hi. was. Hi guys, all right. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Well, I'm not actually, but uh, I don't need to go into that. <laughs> oh dear. Okay. So, so tell me. Obviously, it's been a. There's so many topics to talk about. We just obviously had uh, Richard Conway from the BBC talking about what's going on with Amanda Stavely and what's going on with Mike Ashley. More importantly, but uh, we'll we'll get to the first topic. Um, what did you think of the, the statement before we get into Newcastle's? Performance and and also um, when it when it came to, when it comes to the transfer window and also with the um, 
with the signings. But tell me, first of all, uh, what was your reaction when we saw it? Because it was quite astonishing, really. That, that well, I, I think if you know that anyone who follows Newcastle, you knew that something was going to happen uh, in this transfer window. He came out. If if you were asked to make my own personal opinion, guys, I I see this as just another stage in a process that uh, that high-powered businessmen and women go through. Um, bravado. Um, it's uh, it's it's very much um, you know the way that they play the cards in business. Um, quite frankly, you know when when someone comes in and I mean that phrase "parking your tanks on the lawn" uh, has been used many a time and with Mike Ashley, hasn't it? Um, mm. And I think in this instance, you know there was a Morris Minor parked on his drive and he's taken a bit of a bit of a dislike to it, you know, because he didn't think it was posh enough. Uh, he thinks that if people are going to pull up, they need to be in a Ferrari rather than a Morris Minor. And he's, you know, he's complaining. He's saying that she hasn't, she hasn't got the wealth, she hasn't got the money. You know, get out of my, get out of my drive. You know, um, and I, I, I honestly think that um, she's not going away. Um, I see it as another stage in a in a drawn out process. Um, and the next few weeks and. I hope, hopefully, not more than a month. But you know, in the next few weeks, I think there will be there will be moves afoot. Um, I'll be very surprised, given that he what he desperately wanted to sell before Christmas, that he's willing to throw all of that uh, out of the window and hang around until next summer. You know, we've got the World Cup at that point mm-hmm, that yeah. that holds everything back in the football world, or certainly sort of. Uh, controls the mind, if you like, and, and folk gets people to focus in. Um, and, and he's very much an England fan, and he travels around watching England. So I would imagine that uh, you know his eyes are going to be on that type of thing. So I, I, I hope and I pray, and I do believe that uh, things will move on, and that uh, you know agreements are there to be made. <coughs> Excuse me. I think the problem uh, I see is that. He- I, if I read it correctly, Neil will know this, well, you probably both know this, but um, in the last communique I saw from uh, Amanda's uh, uh, husband, he has said that the bid will not, they will not make an improved bid. That's, yeah, that's what Mia Dad has, has said in, in uh, an article that he put in in a, a UAE newspaper, I think it was The National, wasn't it, Neil? That, yeah, uh, The National, yes. yeah. Um, and, he's, and he's come back with that. Um, but there again, we know that there will be minions, if you want to call them that, smaller people in the in the deal behind the scenes, lawyers, uh, accountants, uh, people who move figures around, people who help to broker deals, mm. um, and people who help make deals happen, because at the end of the day, people will be advising Amanda Stavely and Mike Ashley behind the scenes to say, look, you know, if we draw the line at this point, you're going to be no worse off. If you draw the line at this point, you're going to be no better off. You know, from tax point of view, from all sorts of ways that deals can be struck, um, payments can be arranged. Um, so let's let's just say that I, I, I'm of the opinion that things will carry on. Um, you have to take their word for it, though, in in terms of at the front, you know, at the front line uh, where the battle appears to be in fought. He's saying that they're that they're not going to to up their offer. Um, I don't think people have ever heard from Mike Ashley other than the people involved in it, what it, how much he actually wants for the club. 
Mm. Um, you know, but again, you know, you're, you're not gonna you're not gonna throw a figure. You, you you always keep your powder dry in terms of how much you want. I've heard many many people using the old uh, buying a house. You know, you, you put an offer in and you see whether the house is acceptable and you get the value as in. Well, the values have been in as far as she's concerned, and I think she's also looking to the future in terms of how where she thinks the uh, the squad needs to be strengthened, uh, which probably leads us into talking about transfers. I would imagine. <laughs> well, uh, this, is, is it weird? Sorry, go ahead, Dave. Go ahead. No, I was just say it, it, Steve's touched on transfers. They've made this uh, grand statement or that's doing the rounds that he's been rapidly has been told to spend what it takes to keep it up. Uh, do you believe that for a moment, Steve? Eh, uh, not really. No. No. <laughs> why? Why would it? I mean, exactly. well, it, it's it's another one. With uh, if that was the case, then we would I think would have heard it on the 31st of December. And they would have got mm-hmm. a hold of Rafa and told him. Rafa said he, he this is the first that he's heard that money's going to be released despite begging. And uh, I think what nine days to go, you know, right. nine days. Next well, week, the, the, the Chronicle. 31st. Yeah, the Chronicle uh, came out with a statement today, and obviously they've had lots of statements. Chronicle, but. Um, they're saying an undisclosed twenty million pound player we're in discussions with. When have you ever heard of a player worth twenty million? And we don't have a name. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, and the problem you've got with Newcastle, of course, is that the manner in which they strike these deals. You know, a twenty million pound player could be another five million pound player on five million pound a year with a five-year contract, and that's the way that. And Neil will vouch for this. That's the way that he's always struck his deals and always put the deals together. He rolls in the agent fee, he rolls in the signing on fee, and he rolls in the salaries over the next five years, excluding tax, or including tax rather, um, as part of his final figure and tells you that's how much he spent. Well, everybody knows you're you're not giving that person that five years worth of dosh up front, you know? But he, he'll, they always, he's always done that. So whenever you say that, you know, if he turns around tomorrow and said, Rafa, you've got 20 million quid, then you're back with Yosselu, you know? Yeah. You're back with a five million pound player. And, yeah. and all, the, <coughs> all the, the problems that that brings in terms... And I'm not knocking Yosselu, by the way. Yosselu is doing fine as a five million pound player. What Mike Ashley doesn't understand um, from a footballing perspective is how good it is to bring fresh blood into a squad, how it freshens up a team, and how bringing, bringing in a 15 or £20 million player will suddenly rejuvenate people like Dwight Gale, who seem to be a bit shot-shy at the moment. Suddenly bring out the best of Perez being alongside them, because their movement might be just that little bit of movement that Perez needs to make the space. Same with Murphy. You know, Murphy suddenly has more space because you've got a £20 million player that the opposition are having to concentrate on, you know? And that's why Manchester City and Manchester United are so successful, simply because they have such a wealth of quality in their squads that when you go out and play them, like we did on Saturday at Manchester City, you're immediately watching where the problems are going to come. And it's not just one person or two Mm. people, but it's right across the front three and right across the middle three. Multiple sites, isn't it? Absolutely, you know, and and they can cause the, you know one player is not playing very well, but another player steps in, um, or one something's happening down the left hand side, and then all of a sudden it's down the right, and you move across and Walker gets the space, 
or the young lad who came who was making his debut, you know, looked like he played in the Premier League for you know a season and a half because the quality around him give him that time and give him that support and give him the space in which you can you can flourish, you know. And Mike Ashley doesn't see that because he's not a football person. He's not like you or I. He's not someone who's steeped in football. He's steeped in clothes. He's steeped in merchandise and he's steeped in money and shops and mm. making sure that, you know, there's money piling in from what he's very, very good at, which is running Sports Direct. Mm. Yeah. I think by looks at the Kennedy looks like he could be in Newcastle in the next 24 hours. But, you know, it's a stick and plaster on, a, on open wound, isn't it? <coughs> the only thing I like about Kennedy coming in, it, it, you know, if it, if it signals other players to come in, then that, that that's great. But, you know, you, the, the worst, like, you know, you, you hear that Sturridge is available. He wants to go to La Liga. Um, you know... <laughs> Every time you every time you bring a loan player in, you have to pay a fee these days, haven't you? Could be five million, six million. Yeah. You know, just just to reinvigorate the 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 whole everybody really. Yeah. Well, I, I read you know I read that Shirley is available, um, Shirley, and that yeah. there would be no fee. Yeah. Because because he's there's a bit of a, a falling out there. But yeah. what they want is they want him off the books. But he's yeah. on a hundred and fifty thousand euros a week. So they've even turned around and said, whoever takes him, you can have him and you only have to pay half his salary. And half his salary is two or three times the salary of what most of our players are currently getting in the, in the Premier League, you know. That's how crazy things are and that's how lean mm. and uh, the, the Newcastle United's been run at the moment. And, you know, supporters can't understand where the money's going. They can't understand what it's being spent on. The ground is... You know, it's looking scruffy. You know, mm. um, it, it needs a, it needs a, you know, a bit rejigging. It needs, you know, it needs rejuvenating. It needs, you know, stronger light bulbs. If you know what I mean, it just needs yeah. brightening up. The, the, you know, the, it needs a spark, and the spark that will come is when you suddenly start to get quality players coming in, and you start again. I mean, we were. You know, let's, let's not face it. When we came up, uh, first game of the season everybody's buoyant at the fact that we're back in the Premier League and then nothing happens, you know. Mm. We've, we've, we've been allowed to stagnate, you know. Um, and, and very, very little communication come out of the club as to why. You know, nobody's explained to us, well, why are we not spending the money? Where's the TV money going? When do we get the TV money? Why can't we speculate with the banks when loans are, you know, available at such ridiculously low interest rates, knowing that we've got a bunch of money coming in in mm. X weeks or X months from the TV deals, why aren't we speculating and why haven't we got friendly bankers who are lending us that money to, you know, help the club to, to grow um, in the interim, you know? It's a bit like the Tory government, isn't it, you know? Mm. It just cuts, cuts, cuts continuously, mm. you know? And, and this seems to, seems to have been going on with them for like 30 years. And it seems, it, to me, it seems like that when Newcastle United over the last 10 or 11 years that we're following the same thing and getting fed the same old rubbish that, you know, oh, no, no, we can't spend, you, you can't spend, you've got to stay within your means and all this type of thing. And we don't know what our means are. I was going to say, you know, the, the, obviously the, the two players that are being linked to going out and <laughs> it's being denied, but we're not really denied, but Neil, I'll, I'll ask Steve after this, after, after you caught... It looks like, um, obviously, West Ham being linked with um, Shelby. 
mm. and also West Bromwich Albion being linked with Mitrovic. Now mm. they keep on saying it won't happen, but if he um, if if they if they're looking to get rid of Shelby, then they're going to have to bring somebody in. But you couldn't mm-hmm. imagine Schurler will come in for Shelby. The only way I can see Schurler coming in is if um, we we pay 20% of his wages because there's no way in hell anybody's going to go half and half on those wages and they're desperately getting rid of him. But he's not like a like replacement for, for Shelby. Um, and then you you sell you could sell um, a striker to uh, West Bromwich Albion who are going to be our rivals. It's... You know, it's all it's all it's all interesting, isn't it, with with the the window? But if we're going to sell these players, you know, we're going to have to bring in at least. Well, if Kennedy's over, if if Kennedy's close to go, being done, which is probably tomorrow, you're, you're looking at least six to six to seven players to come in just to replace the ones and then add to them. Look, I've got no problems with players going out. Yeah, um, I've done. I, I, not particularly enjoyed if enjoy it if they go to any of our rivals. However, it's it's not so much about players going out; it's what happens to that money. Yeah. And can we can, can we be sure that it's going to be reinvested in the team? Because if if there's a guarantee, if for example he was to sell Shelby and Mitrovic for a combined total, I don't know, figure of the year, thirty million, mm-hmm. yeah. and Rafa could put that straight back into the team, I'd get on with it. Because yeah. You know, but, but both of them have proved themselves liabilities at times for me. So I wouldn't be sorry to see them go, but they'd have to be replaced properly. Yeah. Um, uh, I, I think you're dead right, Neil. And, and the, the other thing is, they've got to be in place, replaced by players who are better than Mitrovic and Shelby. Now, mm. if he was turning around and saying, right, you know, because we're, we're now talking about players good, we we're talking about, he's give, he said there's money coming in for the buy players and yet we're talking about mm. players going and we're like oh this is like a turnaround but if he, if he was selling Mitrovic and he, and he could manage to squeeze 12 or 15 million out of West Bromwich Albion fine mm. I wouldn't be that bad even though they are a rival hanging down there if we then went out and spent 20, 25 million on a proven goal scorer of the likes of Giroud for example it all yeah. you know yeah. um Somebody like that. Somebody came in and somebody that could freshen up someone with vast experience in the Premiership and, mm. and could step in and, and do something and was a vast improvement on the player that's going out. Yeah. Sherla's not not a replacement. You're right. He's not a replacement for a, for a Shelby. You know, Sherla, if anything, is a, is a number 10. You know, that's, that's, that's his, his position. He's a midfielder, attacking midfielder coming on to a number 10. So... And, and, and if I remember Make right, any he, sense? well, at Chelsea he played up front quite a few times yeah. when mm-hmm. you know came on for Costa when he was out and that type of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, it's 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 what you do with the money that you're bringing in yeah. on the sale, and and whether you're bringing in quality and whether you're improving your team, and we don't want to just buy players for the sake of buying them just because the manager said or the owner rather has said there's some money to spend. Rafa's Necks on the line because he's got to buy quality. As soon mm. as the money gets released, then the pressure's on from Mike Ashley in terms of right. Well, now, and I'm sure I'm, I don't get us wrong. I think Rafa's got all the attributes to make sure that he buys quality players uh, and he and he buys them that fit into the system that he wants to play, the system that he thinks can keep us in that Premier League, and also from Rafa's point of view, keep that sale ongoing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, I've seen an, another one doing the rounds yesterday. I don't know if you saw Chancellor Members tweet yesterday. That was that. a bit mysterious. What weird? Uh, it was a weird one, though, wasn't it? Picture of him wrapped up for the cold with just Biento. You know, it wasn't Abiento. It was just Biento, which just directly translated means shortly or soon. So he's got the, he's got, so he's got the Celtic, is he? <laughs> Very possibly. <laughs> But he, just, uh, he looked at the weather and saw what it was like in Glasgow yesterday when it was six foot of snow and decided he was going to... You could imagine he, him going to Scotland, could you? You could imagine him going... The thing is, like... Actually, you, you'd think he was going to go anyway. He would go to... Um, <coughs> go to you'd go to France, wouldn't he? I suppose. Because, you know, I think he's... he's I, I think he's one player. I don't know if I'll ask Neil but, and then Steve. But to me, he's a, he's a good player. And I, I don't. I think he's one player we we shouldn't just discard. Personally, do you I think, think in uh, terms of versatility within a squad, that's thin. Yeah. Yes, that's what he offers. He can cover a number of positions. Um, however, he's not Rafa's favourite player. That that much is obvious. Um, he's another one who doesn't follow instruction quite as well as he should. If you look, whenever he's on the pitch, Rafa is constantly, constantly talking to him and directing them and telling them where to go. Um, I don't think Rafa likes the way he goes walk about with a football at times and pulls himself and therefore other people out of position. So I think, again, if it's a, if he's a player that Rafa doesn't particularly trust and there's a, there's a bid there to be had, with the assurance he can spend to replace, then I'm not, I'm not that fussed. What, what, what bothers me, it comes back to this again, what will he get back to spend for what he lets go out? That's what bothers me. Steve? Um, with Mbemba, the added, the added issue with Mbemba has been his inability to speak English. Yeah. He's French-speaking and he has not moved forward speaking, speaking English. And in terms of communication, Rapp has decided to cross his back for it. You know, that's it's vital that, that the communication happens, and that's really, that's from what I've heard is one of the one of the major stumbling blocks with Mbamba. Um, yeah, how can somebody so, be in a country as long yeah. as he has and not pick up some when he's using Ridiculous. that language daily in his work environment? You know, I'm I'm quite sure that. But does that shocking mean therefore he's, he's making on to the coaches who I believe all coach in English, not Spanish. That's right. Um, that he understands what they're saying when he patently mm. doesn't. I mean, God, I've been, been out here long enough to pick a few words of Arabic up. I yep. mean, when I start to speak Arabic, everybody replies in English and with a little mm. smirk on their face along the lines of, well, nice try, son, but I tell you what, my English is better than your Arabic. Yeah. Um, reminds me, it reminds me of Pochettino when he first went to Southampton and they, they stuck an interpreter alongside him and he, yeah. and he spoke in Spanish mm. uh, to, the, to the interpreter who then translated into English on Match of the Day and he did this for the entire season and nobody had thought to ask if he could speak English. When he went to Tottenham, his very first interview he did was in not perfect mm. English, but... Mm good enough for to understand uh, the question and to come back with the answer and now the guy you know when he's on TV he's one of the most articulate managers in the Premier League you know um, <coughs> maybe it's just nobody's asking whether he can't speak English yet you know <laughs> <laughs> it's, very, it's, it's, it's disrespectful to any country and he's been here what how many years two years 
Yeah, <laughs> no, he's been here. He's been here longer than that. But let I mean, let's not dwell on the on the yeah. on the language side of it. I mean, what I was gonna gonna ask lads is, yeah. you know, it's been since we spoke last week. It's been a it's been a very tragic week with the loss of of Cyril Regis, oh, which yeah, I think you know shocked everyone to the core. Yeah. Um, at such a young age, you know, fifty nine year old, and then losing Jimmy Armfield today, yeah, today. eighty three. Two totally different people, um, but also two wonderfully, majestically polite, honest, respectful men um, in the game of football. You know who, you know, had such dignity about them whenever they spoke. And I, you know, I look at Cyril Regis, and, and we all know what what Cyril went through in his football career. And then Jimmy Armfield. I mean, for anyone who was brought up listening to radio football over the last, you know, 30, 35 years. The, the man was a, was a, a wonderful voice. And I, I, I read a little piece this morning that, that somebody had written that said that um, some of our football pundits could, learn, could have learned an awful lot and sadly haven't learned anything from Jimmy Armfield over the years because Jimmy never, ever... Um, played the old well he's a friend of mine so I'll not criticise him as we have with very you know awful lot of pundits that we see on TV and radio today and I think the best one of the lot that I heard was when uh, Howard Wilkinson um, stood up and uh, he was he had been getting castigated about the performance of one of his clubs um, and he said you know that, that he was obviously getting criticised and he said, I think he turned around to them and said, how many of you lot have got England caps? At which point Jimmy Armfield shouted, 34. You know? so, I read that. I heard you know, that one today. Absolutely brilliant, you know? Um, I think the one and, thing and that disappointed sad, me about... Yeah, I think the one thing that disappointed me about Sir Regis especially is that when, obviously when he died, there wasn't a great effort to get all the clubs around the country... And it did take nearly a week before the football <coughs> league and FA come on, and because I, I remember, well, we all remember Sir Regis. Like every time, every time he played, it just it, it was such a joy to watch him. He had pace, power. He, he, he always reminded, obviously, reminds me of um, Malcolm McDonald. Yeah. Because that was obviously my year as well. But uh, it was like just to watch him, and you know, then you hear of what they went through, and you know, back in the day. You know, it was awful, wasn't it? Like any black player that came on the pitch, we used to get it by the absolute. And you, and you like I watched uh, uh, was that Brian Dean talk about Sir Regis. You've got Rio Ferdinand. You've got you've got a lot of players uh, who obviously uh, watched Cyril and learned a lot from him. And the great thing about him, Cyril became a, a football agent as well for for some of his family members and um, you know and, and other players. It was it was just striking that when for me when he played he just had this joy about him and then you hear stories that he he could have gone to there were teams like Barcelona and uh, Inter Milan after him uh, but, but then he scored the winner for Coventry in the FA Cup final he was you know he, he embodied the whole spirit but again he, they were the trailblazers with the the Brendan Batsons the Laurie Cundams like you know they 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 were. That team to me was a thing of beauty, and and, and it helped with um, with with the, the the culture of England at the time. Yeah, absolutely. It's Cyril Cyril played, you know, he was a barnstorming striker, but he also played with a smile on his face, and and God knows how, given the <laughs> abuse that he was getting at times from sections of the terrace, and absolutely shocking, you know. 
Um, I just love that. I love that pace and that power. Um, yeah. the, the ability to turn, the ability to shrug a man, the middle, the, the bravery to, to get in. Um, you know, he get his foot on the end of anything. You know, he was, and, he, and he came over as a very humble and, and dignified person when you spoke, when you listened to interviews with him later on in life. Um, and there's a few programs that had been on not too recently about uh, racism in football and, and the battles that they had to to extinguish it from the game. And, uh, you know, even then, you know, looking back and having the opportunity to talk about it, he, he, he just took it in his stride, you know, and... Uh, very, very sad. Very sad for the family. Um, but uh, you know, it just it just goes to show that uh, you know there's, there's still an awful lot of love for ex-players uh, mm. of all ages uh, because there's always someone out there that can remember their performances, and we we thank them very much for it. Mm. Oh, it's brilliant! It's brilliant. I think um, just watching them. I remember at the time where you, you watched the three, the three, the call. Obviously, they called them the three degrees, but. It was. It was the every time they played. It was. It was like a a, a big big game. Uh, whatever game they played, just those three players because they brought so much to that team for West Bromwich Albion, and uh, they, you know to see them, um, you know, have to put up what what they had to. It's it's awful, but you know, in that in, that, in most teams now they're all like I was thinking about fifty fifty in lots of cases, especially in the Premier League, uh, black players. So. You know they should be feel incredibly proud, and it's so sad that he, he. I think he died. Like I'm nearly fifty myself, and I think he was only fifty-seven. Was he? It was 50, 59, 59. 59, 59, Very, very young. So yeah. uh, obviously, tremendous, tremendous players. And but um, obviously, with, with Newcastle's performance at the weekend, um, it's it's interesting, wasn't it? One nil down. We're, we're playing. You know, we're, we're keeping these guys at bay, and we go two nil down. And not many people have talked about it, but that was the, it wasn't even a penalty for the second goal. But it's funny, we start to play, we look dangerous, and I like that. It, you know, we, we, that goal by Murphy will stand him in good stead, and you, hopefully you can imagine his, his brother might be here soon as well, Neil, then, then Steve. Mm, well, I mean, look, at on, on, the one thing I take away from Saturday is that 10 minutes after mm. we went, got it back at 2-1, where Guardiola looked decidedly uncomfortable yeah. and unhappy on the yeah. touchline. Yeah. He really did. Yeah, he and did. and, and if, if we could bottle that mm. 10 minutes and put that 10 minutes into every game we play at the end of the season, staying up won't be a problem. Yeah. You know, th- th- there, was, there was enough there, enough heart, enough gusto. Um, I don't know where we've got this lad, the army, from. Yeah. <laughs> It's amazing. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it's like, hold on a minute, are you? Can we have the real one back, please? Is he wearing a mask? Is it going to be like Scooby-Doo and he's going to be revealed to be somebody else and then he's mask at the end of the... But do you not you think know, that's because he's playing week after week now? Do you think that? Might be. Might be because he's had his thick ear off the captain, or it might be a bit of both, who knows? Um, but either way, you know, it, 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 I think that's... What we've got to take away from that game was we didn't get a thumping. We yeah. haven't had the berating off the the press that we got in the last game. Although, to be honest with you, the stats weren't that different. Um, we had that 10 minutes, that goal from Murphy, and then that 10 minutes where they looked uncomfortable. And I'm telling you now, we had a fully-fledged goal scorer on the pitch. We might have got that back or two. So I'm not going to say we would have won it. 
Um, I think the penalty was harsh. The penalty was one of those ones um, Man City would get at home, but possibly not away. We wouldn't have got at Man City. Or at home. Or at home, because <laughs> we don't get penalties. That's right. That's, that's, right. that's the degree. Um, but, you know, it's it, harsh, yes. But, I mean, Mankillo is the one who really yeah. irritates me. You've seen me probably whittering on about it on Twitter this week. He's a bit, he reminds me of Titus Bramble. You, you look at him and you think he's got all the attributes to do the job he's, you know, as a fullback, a modern fullback. Mm. He's quick, he's two-footed, he can get up and down. He, um, you know, he can pop up in, in attacking positions, but then can can put a tackle in when he when he uses his nuggets. But then he gets distracted by shiny things and whether he's <laughs> left the gas on at home. And, he seemed, and they seemed to work out pretty quickly. He was the weakness and they went for him. Mm. And we were exposed to and, and, and for a period of time mm. and so and I, and I reckon Yedlin must have been sitting on the bench thinking well what the hell have I done yeah exactly yeah you know um, he wouldn't who knows if he, who knows if he had of um, well he, he would he would have had the pace and maybe he's not have been done the way Mankilo was yeah. but it's all ifs and buts and maybes Andrew at the end of the day the lad was already on his way down and he was clever about yeah, it exactly. he got across Mankilo made Mankilo raise his arm made Mankilo touch him and I mean, I'm, I'm busy writing a piece for the Sports Journal out here about referees in general and VAR. Um, that's one of those ones, a referee gets one look at that. And if he stood at the wrong angle, at the wrong moment in time, under the pressure, at home, you know, the, the glamour club, Man City, he's there at home, he knows he's on the telly, he's going to be scrutinised, yeah. he gets one look at it, he's going to give the penalty. Every yeah. time. I've got yeah. no doubt about that. I reckon nine times out of ten, that challenge results in penalty to Man City, whether it's Newcastle, Liverpool, Man United, Arsenal, or Sunderland Bay. Yeah. Well, I've got to bring in my next Sunderland guest. This, yeah, I've got to bring in my next guest. Evening, it's Lee Johnson uh, from Chester Street. Good evening, Lee. How are you? Very good. You? Not too bad. Not too bad. Obviously, you've got Steve Hasty and Neil on the on the line. So, do you agree with uh, Neil regarding that penalty? Uh, and the decision was. Almost inevitable, well, uh, considering you know that um, Man City get a lot of them, and we don't. Given what I've seen this season, it was crap, wasn't it? Yeah, wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Minimum contact. I've seen penalties this season where we should have stonewall ones where they're just basically blatantly mm-hmm. ignored by the referee. Mm-hmm. So every kind of penalty decision that goes against us, or penalty decisions that I see in the league, is just generally pissing us off full stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I mean, the ref had a little look at it, and then he just decided, oh, it's Man City, yeah. I'll give it. He pointed to the spot. He was very, he was slow to give it, and then he just decided to give it. Oh, I mean, I didn't think it was a penalty. Uh, if, you, if I'm if I'm judging it based on the penalty that Dwight Gale never got at St James's Park against Man City, where yes, Dwight Gale made it look good, but there was certainly more contact on Dwight Gale than there was on AM Sterling on Saturday. Yeah. I'll give you that. Yep. Yeah. It was the ninth penalty this season. <laughs> ninth penalty. Can it well, believe it? Well, to be fair, for, for us to get a penalty, Steve, because I was down at um, Stoke when Gail basically got bundled yeah. out on the floor well, by, well, um, by uh, yeah. a from Chelsea. I think it's going to take somebody to pull out a, a pistol and shoot someone directly right. in the head right hand, from the referee hand in the gun to the knee. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So I think, yeah. where would, where's Kennedy going to go? Uh, in the Newcastle team, uh, because it left back, uh, I, even I can't really understand where he's going to go. Has that been announced? 
Well, no. he's, he's coming to Newcastle in the next 24 hours, yeah. He, he's just he's just uh, put a picture out, I think, I don't know whether it's on his Snapchat or his Instagram, somebody's just just pinged it up on Twitter. He's, he's on a plane of, somewhere. There's one of them Sports Direct coupons turned into money, like. Yeah, you can see him here. Yeah, you're quick, aren't you? Yeah, well, it looks like a, well, it could be a, it looks like a flight, doesn't it, yeah, so on his way. I didn't think Sports Direct <laughs> coupons turned into money, how we're going to pay his wages. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you one thing. If for Newcastle, if they were going to be about serious about getting a striker in, I think Steve mentioned it. Giroud. Now Giroud is he linked with Borussia? Uh, I bel- I think he's coming he back, is. but he has been linked with um, Borussia, Borussia Dortmund because with their with their player looks like he's going to. Um, yeah, they've been talking possibly a swap deal with a Birmingham man, but I think yeah. they want uh, they want the straight cash. Uh, they obviously didn't see a Birmingham man play uh, at uh, Heat and Stand like I did, you know. So uh, <laughs> they've obviously they've obviously seen something in them that I didn't. <laughs> Although to give the lad his dues, it was what uh, 2012, and uh, he was just a young lad. He did have a good game that day, I must have well a, a good half. Uh, once he once he managed to find his boots and left in the hotel. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, Giroud. When I said Giroud, that's the sort of player, a quality player, mm-hmm. someone who with experience in the Premier League, someone mm-hmm. who would know can score goals. That that's what you need if you're going to get rid of a Mitrovic. You know, yeah, if you're not gonna, right. if you're going to get rid of a Mitrovic and you're not going to bring in somebody that's quality that that can straight off the belt can start scoring goals for you, then you might as well not bother. Perfectly honest. I think, is it, I, I think we've been linked with uh, I can't remember the guy's name now, but I, I could have sworn I heard there was a player that Newcastle had been after before, but Gamero, but Gamero is 31. Well, so so Giroud will probably oh, end up with some kid right. from Bristol Rovers or something. That's what we'll end up with, you know. Who's, who's uh, that guy from Bristol City? Yes, I think we were linked with this guy, and has been knocked back straight away by their manager, I believe. So um, I forgot I forgot the guy's name, but. Uh, I've been linked with him, but he he can't be the twenty million pound player. There's people, no, there's people, there's people actually convinced that we're going to get players in. <laughs> well, I think they've got no choice because if if you he, if he's not going to sign that uh, extended contract. No, that's a load of that's a load of rubbish. He's not going I know, to sign an extended that one contract at this particular moment in time. There's no way. But he is going to say, yeah, yeah, I'll sign a contract yeah. now. That's not going to happen. Mm. No chance. That's, that's just all. That's just smoke and mirrors. That that's the mm. conversation that will be held in the summer. Yeah. Just, I was shocked that came up actually. I must admit, I, I yes, was a bit. Who was by? Has he? He must have felt that journalist must have fell out with him, surely, because he's like posted a few silly stories over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, uh, was this Hardy? Was it? Yeah, what's going on with him, Steve? Uh, it's it seems like he seems to have flipped, <laughs> a bit like Trump, really. But uh, seems to have flipped um, from being. A journalist, you you know, people like to be somebody that seems to be putting the kibosh on there, or doesn't seem to like uh, Rafa Benitez. No, I know Rafa Benitez. He's, he he wrote Rafa's he wrote a, a book. Yeah, you know, exactly. About it. I, I think I think it's just the usual uh, power struggle that goes on between press men uh, when the feel as though one member of the press is getting all the stories and the rest of them are having to pick up the pieces. You know. So obviously George Colkin got the yeah, got Chris, the scoop yeah, and has yeah. been getting the scoops regularly, and yet the others are getting nothing and they're feeding mm-hmm. off scraps. And I think what happens is that you know that that 
as much as anything, that they throw hand grenades out because, let's face it, there hasn't been a decent story on Newcastle for an awful long time because they, they are as much in the dark of what goes on at Newcastle as the rest mm-hmm. of us. And they have to fill, I mean, the likes of Lee Ryder, he has to fill, what, three or four columns, mm-hmm. uh, three or four articles a day that he has to have, you know, written possibly more. Um, and it must be very, very difficult to write something um, about Newcastle United on such a regular basis, on different stories, you know, different outlooks when, you know, nothing's happening. You know, it's, it's, it's just, we've heard PCP this, we've heard PCP that. And guarantee if you put, a, if you put something out on Twitter now um, and just said that uh, you'd been in touch with someone from the Middle East and you'd heard that, you know, there's another buyer coming in, I can guarantee that at least half a dozen of those journalists will pick up on it and run with it uh, <laughs> without without any substance to it because that's how desperate we are. Yeah? And, and, and I'm, I'm not being flippant because I, and I'm not being disrespectful to the journalists either. I think that's just the nature of the beast that we have at the moment, the, the scrambling around for stories and everybody wants the exclusive and everyone wants to be right. And it's a bit like Twitter. I think somebody, somebody it was my brother actually, summed it up to me and he goes the one thing you've got to remember he says that this, well two things on Twitter you can guarantee if you put it out there that you will get the time right at least twice a day right <laughs> and that's probably one of the few things that, that will be right that you read that you can guarantee and he said the other the other thing is that the, the way people scrambling around that using the sim- same analogy 50% of the people are saying that this deal is not going to happen so that when it doesn't happen, they can say they told you so. And the other mm. 50% are saying it is going to happen so that when it does happen, they can say, I told you so. And that's, the, that's social media <laughs> wrapped up in a paragraph. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was going to say, when it comes to the, the new media deal, the, the TV deal that comes in, and obviously a lot of rumours last week, especially before Mike Ashley went nuts on, on TV, but... When he goes, there's a, well, they said there was going to be a new bid in for at least 300 million, and then obviously he goes on TV. So when the new, well, even though Amanda Stavely and her husband have said that they're not going to put any more money in, uh, well, if it comes back that the media, the media deal is going to be, I think uh, Richard Conway said it's going to be well over 5 billion. So, um, you know, she's, Somewhere along the lines, even though she said they're not putting the bid, they're not, put, they're not going to increase the bid. They will, ha- they will have to increase the bid. They'll increase the bid when they find out what the TV deal is. Right, they'll, wait, right. they'll, they'll wait now until the TV deal. But what yeah. people have got to remember is this isn't a TV deal for money starting at the end of next, at the end of this season. This is for a TV deal for what is it, 2019-20, the start of the 2019 yeah. season. Yeah. So we're not, we're, well, you know, we're we're 18 months to two years beyond you know that, that money we're still on the we're still on the existing tv deal which is the one that guarantees you 95 million a season mm-hmm. um without shaking your tree you know and on top of that there's there's the additional money that's that that came their way from the overseas deals that were then uh, negotiated separately everybody seems to think that the likes of netflix and amazon and now that sky have got uh, Disney that are hanging around and, and supposed to be ready to take them over and then you've got Facebook as well I don't think Facebook are going to get involved Amazon keeps saying that they're not getting involved but there will be there'll be other other major players that we're not aware of who have thrown their hat into the ring 
But whether they've got the infrastructure in place as the one that Sky have and BT, or whether BT decide to go absolutely massive on it, mm. or whether you know whether Sky have to pull out because of Disney, or whether they go absolutely ballistic because they did feel as though, and and the whole the whole TV structure, uh, you know, they divided up into into sections to get the to the, get the the best deal for the clubs. The clubs will know what the deal's going to be. They'll be pretty close enough because mm. they're the people who've been negotiating. You know, Scudamore mm. and the rest of them. Scudamore just works for the Premier League, of which they all have uh, a membership when you're in the Premier League. So they'll, they'll be aware that this is going to be global and they'll have a fair inkling uh, that, it's, that you know, oh, every club's going to be guaranteed 120, 130. They'll, they'll, they'll know roughly the ballpark figures and the announcement's going to be when middle of middle of feb sometime you know uh, middle at the back end of feb but it's not going to be until 2019 20 deal when this, and then when this current deal runs out you know mm. so everybody's getting hung up on this this tv deal um it's uh it's just frustrating i think we're all frustrated i can hear it in lee's voice certainly how frustrated <laughs> he is by it <laughs> yeah i think we've all been through the ring haven't we i'm bored I'm absolutely bored. I'm sick of reading stuff. I remember before Christmas when the news broke that when they said it was nearly done, and I, I, I promised all the lasses at work I'd buy them a drink for the Christmas night out. I bloody <laughs> deal. I, I did. It still hasn't freaking happened. I think uh, when it comes to everything that surrounds Newcastle, it's, you, you, you have to smallest feel a little bit. Uh, well, how is how is the fact that he wants to bring players in and essentially he doesn't dare uh, sell anybody because he doesn't know if he's going to get the money. We're 22 days in. I've, I've just seen Steve Riff put on Instagram and Facebook on everything saying nine days to go. It's, you know, it's pretty compelling that everything that we wanted him to do and even Man of Stavely have said to him, you know, in the, in the start of the bidding process that rumours have got, well, well, you put the money in, we'll give you the money back, uh, with, you know, to, just to get players in. Uh, the, the fact that the owner is kind of... Oh, I'd love to see that message that he sent Rafa. I'd love to see that message that he sent him. But he says he's got a message saying it's all systems go. But, you know, everybody, everybody's from the start has always said it's going to be loan signings we're going to bring yeah. in, but... Loan signing. Thunder, Thunderbirds are good, but by the way, guys, I've done away with numbers one, two, four, and five. You know, so I've only got Thunderbird three that's flying around in some sort of like atmosphere. I tell you what, there. I'd go back to, to Lee for a moment yeah. there. Lee, I'd, I'd watch out what's going on at work because the chances are that those girls are holding out for the TV deal and be expecting double cocktails, <laughs> not single cocktails. I tell you, you know what they're like. <laughs> Well, we've got a we've got a night out due at the end of February, so hopefully at the TV. Right. The TV will be you, you should have you should have just bought them there we'll and then. Jumping, we'll of, jumping like, yeah, you should have just been like like you said, Amanda. You should have just paid the money now. Get it over with. You know? <laughs> Honestly, that week, that day, that day when it when the deal announced that it was closed, I think it was around about the fifteenth of December. Everyone at yeah. work thought I was having some sort of fit. <laughs> well, that, that was, that, yeah, that was just. That was written by Craig Hope, wasn't it? And yeah, Craig, exactly. Craig wrote that the deal was going to be done. It was the thirteenth of thirteenth of, of December. Sky and definitely then, banged on it because it's yeah. And then a month board. later, a month later, he was saying, "Yeah, this deal was never going to happen. It was dead in the water." <laughs> blah blah. And you think, well, again, 
because he's because he's picked up on 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 what he's hearing and the rumours and the innuendo and and so on and so forth. I've got to say though, the interview with George Culkin with with Amanda was apps was really Brilliant. good and the, and the follow up because um, I, I normally uh, don't really watch I, I don't I don't read that paper really so much but um, I must I I got the two free articles and I must admit George is like a racehorse. He starts. He gets. He, he get. He gives you the, all the all the things that you need to know. But then when he gets going to the finishing line, it, the, the the hairs on the back of your neck stand well, up because it's pretty It's pretty I mean, read. I must have read. Really, but I mean, it, it, the big the big thing is, Andrew. Of course, we we're, we're hanging on every word that she says because, and basically, this is because we, we don't know if she's if she's you know she's going to do what she's saying or yeah. this is how she's going to. But we've had ten years of Mike Ashley, mm-hmm. and everyone's just like. Oh, anyone, please, just get this guy out the door. Nobody wants them here anymore. I mean, every half-truth lie. When people say, like, about this transfer window, when you see one of the papers going, oh, yeah, he's decided that he's going to invest and things like that, and I just think, really, is he? Is he going to bother? I did think um, Rafa Benitez represented change, and I I thought he would be the one who... I thought Mike actually had changed, and if you think back, not changed, but if you think back to... Rafa's mission statements were in the championship when he was talking about the club not being a stepping stone, etc., 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 which the club put out there. Rafa's communication when we were in the championship before kickoff was fantastic. I thought, ah, he's learned, he's learned. Then obviously the investment in that summer to build a team in the championship, but to get us up. But then you think back and you think, no, all he did was protect, he all, did, all Mike Ashley did was protect his investment. He, he didn't invest really a great deal in the end anyway. Because we made a thirty million profit. You know what you know what I think you know what I think happened? I think that I think that Ashley had decided then to sell up. And he hung mm-hmm. around and he didn't he didn't put the money in in the in the August, September into, tra- into the, the transfer uh, window then. He held that money back, he then decided, you know, strategically I'll wait and then I'll I'll announce that I I I'm I'm selling up, I can't I can't take this anymore. Yeah, I can't take the club forward. I'll use that as the excuse. He expected them to be gone by Christmas because he thought there were people out snuffling there. He put that marker and he threw he threw the club up for sale. He put the marker out that said, you know, if somebody comes in who can do better than me, then great, that's what I'll do. I'll take it on board. Um, I'll, you know, you, you can have the club. Uh, you know, you, somebody who's got all the structure in place, the finances. And then all of a sudden, when he does, when somebody does come in who wants to do that, it's like. Oh, by the way, uh, no, I want more than that. No, no, I want more. Oh, no, I, I don't want to sell it, you know. And and you're thinking the guy's a mental case. Anyway, guys, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that with you. Okay. And uh, thanks, thanks I'm Steve. Gonna, I'm gonna head off. That's all right. Yes, uh, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for calling. Right. Appreciate Great. it. Take care. All the best. Cheers, Steve. Cheers, Lee. Cheers, Bye bye. I'm Cheers. just expecting. I'm still expecting another exclusive with Creedy <laughs> with Creedy from uh, Sky Sports News soon. <laughs> the next couple of weeks, right? I know that's the. Well, you know the, the the best thing would be, personally, in my opinion, would be for Peter Graves to get Mike Ashley in an exclusive because the only way, uh, because He's not the problem is, you, you, I He's think uh, the, I know, but you've got to have. It's going to be one of them from. You can't get somebody independent of Sky, can you? You can't. It's possible. You just need the journalist's name before imagine getting George in front of him. Yeah, that'd be great. That's true. Yeah, that'd be, be great. Yeah. Ask him proper yeah. questions. Proper questions. 
The two interviews on Sky have been embarrassing. Both staged. And like I said, he finished the last... He finished the last... Um, he finished the last interview saying, oh, this is, thanks for doing this, Craig, or something like that. And they're both represented by Keith Bishop, man. Hell there, man. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. And Sky... You know, after what happened, what I was just talking about in December, I don't even believe they're breaking news anymore. I used to, th- mm-hmm. I used to say, the minute it comes on the yellow bar and it's flashing, I think, right, ah, it's done. Not now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think I'll ever trust it again. <laughs> but nobody's, well, it is, it is Monday. Normally something happens on a Monday, but I was, go- yeah. I was going to, who would you like to, obviously we've talked about Giroud and we've talked about uh, different players, but if, Ken- if Kennedy comes in, and obviously, Lee Clayton has more or less said that they're very West Ham are very much in for Shelby. Um, mm-hmm. If you look at Mbemba and you look at Shelby, they're kind of similar the way that you know they If he doesn't trust them, even though he's continuing to play Shelby, um, you've got to think about who the who. And plus, Xavier looks like he's going to Montpellier. So and that'll probably be on loan as well. And it's an interesting thing because you know you watch Savvy. Like I must, I was hoping that Savvy would come in and um, he scored a goal at West Ham. And, but he's, again, he's disappeared because he played the next game. And he he didn't do that great. So when you look at the army, I'll ask this one of Chris uh, of uh, Neil. But when you look at the army, everybody was obviously a lot of people were slagging off um, with good good right when it comes to the army. But he, he now seems to be coming into himself because he is playing. But the interesting thing is for me, he must like with Marino not being in there. Um, you, you can kind of think, well, if he if he takes out, if he decides to take out Shelby, then Marino has to come in. But Marino must be injured, Neil, surely, because he's just been on the bench for the last well a lot a lot of games lately. Well, unless he, the, the plan is he wants to rotate and keep him fresh for specific games if he is carrying. I think it was a back injury. He went across to Spain to do some rehab mm. on. So yeah. you know, you got if you do have to factor these things in. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Lee? Do you, it, it, ah. to, to you, is Shelby? Do you think be on his way? Because if if it did start to get busy and um, it looks like it's building up for the transfer, the end of the transfer window. I, I, honestly, Andrew, I don't. Unless obviously some incomings happen, I don't. I don't see us being in a position where we can let anyone go. Yeah. Um, you know, it'll, it's all hands on deck as far as I'm concerned. And uh, like, even though it's a bit rich or not, um, I wouldn't be letting anyone go unless there's going to be players coming to replace them. As for Shelby himself, and in terms of his personal performances, he probably was the only one that disappointed us on Saturday. Um, I just don't have time. I don't think he. Did, I, I don't think he put in the same graft as the other players. But he needs to knuckle down because. He was excellent a couple of weeks ago when I was down in the store, but Johnny's been the driving force in Newcastle over the last three to four weeks, and it's very good to see. We just hope he can maintain it. Uh, that little run that he did at the box when he nearly scored the equaliser, mm. that's what he's got. He's locker, he's the power and pace, and if he's running at people with that kind of power and pace, they're not going to, they're, they're, they're not going to, they're just going to move aside. He's going to brush past them. He's got. I he's did, I did love Murphy. I think that it. You know, when you see the way that Murphy played on Saturday and he, he, he didn't play the the week before, um, he's definitely you know, got something, got, hasn't he? He has. You know, you know, you know what he needs to do? He just needs to just continue to do that. When you've got a winner who's got pace, who's a little bit tricky, you're going to get your ball. When you get a ball, you, can, you commit that full-back, you send it back in. 
when you've just touched on the only thing I'll question you after in the last couple of weeks was that against Brighton. I didn't understand why Murphy never come on. Um, mm. I know he didn't start, but I, I don't understand why he didn't come on because Astu Astu was flagging the last 20, 25 minutes, and I thought mm. the introduction of Murphy would have helped that. But he didn't. But I just think he's grown in confidence. Uh, our, some of our idiot fans were writing him off after two or three games, man. He's a young lad coming into Premier League, give it to mm. a chance. He, he's coming to a team. He's coming. Rafa's going to obviously nurture him up after him, make sure he's doing things right. So I think he could be a big player for us in the, in the coming weeks. I think the good thing, Neil, especially with the, the results, uh, we, you know, we, even though we lost, we, we're still above the others. Uh, you know, when it comes to when it comes to results, it's it's, it's still you know. It wouldn't take much, would it, to a couple of victories to storm up that table and a lot of the negativity, and especially if we get players in, could it could be really, it could be a really positive time and affect things with the takeover as well, couldn't it? Is he gone? Yeah. Yeah. Probably one. Probably one first. Add it. Well, I'll answer it. Add a centre forward and add a number ten. Mm. We'll stay in this league, no problem. No problem. I didn't, even at a centre forward, Andrew, yeah. we'll, stay in this, we'll stay in this league, no problem. I don't really know much about that Kennedy kid. Where does he play? Is he a fullback? I don't even know. I trust no. so yeah, I, I was asking the question. Co- co- covers the entire left hand side, is the Does we he? are, would put it Lee. Uh, he, wouldn't be, he, wouldn't be, he wouldn't be playing in front of Paul Dummett for me. Not <laughs> me chance. either. Not a chance. So where, where, where would he play? He's gonna be a, he can play anywhere on the left hand side, right? So. Suppose that it means he's going to replace Manquillo, is he? Man, sorry, um, who would he replace then? Suppose he gives us options, because we need options. At the end of the day, that's great. I, I want options. And we have a lot of options at left back. There's Dummett and there's no way. Manquillo's obviously right footed. He did a job for us this season, but that's maybe a guy who's more comfortable going forward. Probably not as good at defending as Dummett. But again, in terms of Dummett, Dummett can play centre half as well, and he's an outstanding centre half. Mm. I think um, there's one thing I, it's interesting that he's he's playing Kieran Clark and that pass for that first goal oh God. was a thing of beauty, wasn't it, Neil? I think we'd be raving about that if that was a, that was Paul Pogba mm. or back like that. Mm. He took out the whole Man City team from his defence. Mm. Just the way that he finished it, he it was really calm and collected. And I think yeah, I saw his was, brother do the same I thing. Like goal of the season, it fell over, but he. Did a back heel by accident, <laughs> and then it went. I know it's bad. This man, yeah. straight through the Murphy who took two touches, then dinked the goalkeeper. <laughs> Actually, the one the one deal I haven't I'm surprised about is um, obviously cut weeks ago it was looked like Gay was going to go to Fulham, um, and that nothing seems to have happened. So um, we can't it, afford to let anyone go. Yeah, I think so. I think I think, but he's, he's said it, hasn't he? He says he can't affect anybody going. But the problem is, Rafa isn't involved in the in the transfers. Essentially, I don't think I, I'm sure he would um, sign off on anyone going mine, Andrew. Mm. I think I think if he was undermined in that kind of way, if he said he's not going until we get someone in, I, I, I think that would be the end game. I think he would go right. Thank mm. you, but no, thank you. Well, I'm bringing my next guest this evening. Uh, they always. Um, Controversial and foul mouth Chris Parry going from oh, Dallas, Texas. I did that one time. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it in. I had to get it in. So, good evening, Chris. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm not happy that it's the Patriots and the Eagles in the Super Bowl. Yeah, what else? Yeah, can you I got it last night. 
I know He's I was like watching that first one. Worst of two evils. I hate both of those things. Oh, I was terrible watching the Patriots win again. God, it's just sickening. But um, you know, it, it, can you imagine then two those two fan bases it uh, on the streets of, of Minnesota. Going to be interesting, especially when you look at. It will be interesting. I mean, it's going to be so cold. Hopefully, they just stay in their hotels. But who knows? I don't even know who I want to win but I don't think Philly have won a uh, Super Bowl ever I think not sure I'm not sure about that but who, Philadelphia? no Philadelphia's never won never won and here's the crazy thing in 2000 the last time Philadelphia went to the Super Bowl guess who they lost to in the Super Bowl <laughs> the New England Patriots <laughs> 2005 yeah so, so tell me we've always been talking about the takeover and you, you saw all the headlines for the week uh, that could have filled a year's full of uh, stories. But what was your thoughts on it? And then, obviously, did you read um, did you read about uh, the interview with Amanda Staveley? And also, uh, you know, you, you've seen the, the Mike Ashley statement, uh, who, who, which which he was drunk uh, when he said it because he lost twenty percent of Debenham's share on that day. So, tell, give me your informed uh, thoughts. From the American side of it, what's been your thoughts about it? Well, it's definitely, I mean, you know, it is definitely a he said, she said situation with this one. Uh, I thought the Times had a terrific uh, interview with, with, with Stavely where she really put her, you know, put her thoughts out there. You know, Ashley, you know, kind of went on a rant and said that she's been wasting his time and this and that and, and hasn't given me really good uh uh, really good offers, and then Amanda Staveley uh, was able to to rebut that. So, I mean, this is it's interesting that this was supposed to be an NDI, and yet yeah. now you've got the two parties kind of playing things out in the press, you know, for this uh, for this takeover situation to happen. But who knows? Uh, I do like what I'm reading today on Twitter that uh, it looks like you know that Ashley finally has come to his senses and he's going to. Uh, Allow uh, Mike, you know, allow uh, Rafa to, to, to. Let's be honest; he has to strengthen the squad a little bit. I mean, I, I was very, very proud of how well the guys played. Um, like you know, we've talked many times, and I've said it many times. I love that banner with that when that uh, that, that those those set of fans unrolled that unfurled that banner a couple of years ago. We don't demand a club that wins; we demand a club that tries. Well, that also counts with regards to the owner and transfers. And right now, Newcastle is not trying to get better in that, in that, uh, in that aspect as far as I'm concerned. I think the players, are, the players have been fantastic. I mean, they're, they're, they're playing as, as, as hard as they can. Uh, boy, uh, Jacob Murphy looks like an inspired signing. After, after a month, we were all ready to you know, put dirt on him and put him in a grave. But uh, my goodness, he looks fantastic. He looks like he's really... Uh, starting to kind of get with the speed of the premiership. That was such a nice goal. So many guys, so many players you know as well as I do. We know a Yosi Perez would have would have completely mucked that up. I mean, he, he would have tried at the end step of his of foot or something. It was just very well taken. It was very well taken. It's the kind of finish that you hope you see more of. But still, you got to have a striker. He needs. They need help. They need some. I know Kennedy is a potential. Uh, loan signing, but loan signings always worry me because you wonder if their head's really in it or if they're just there long enough, you know, until they can get back to their parent club. There's been very few loan signings that I can tell at Newcastle who have stayed 
after they put after they were on loan. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's I, it's always nice to have fresh blood, but uh, we we demand a club that tries, and that means we demand an owner who's going to try and help his coach, his head coach, his so, gaffer, get some players so he can so, so he can put forth a successful effort on the pitch. Protecting his investment. At the end of the day, he's now got the spend to protect that investment. Mm. We've already yes. talked at the start of the show about what that club's mm. worth if it drops into the championship. So he's got to, got to, in my opinion. There's no choice. That, that's the problem, isn't it, Chris? When he, as Neil correctly points out, anybody, and even though the other guys who are, you know, other teams below us, and um, you factor in Watford as well. They're they're all panicking, and but the only one that doesn't seem to be panicking is is an owner who knows that every time he's made mistakes, the club has suffered. So the fact that they've the manager has obviously demanded these, uh, you know, the the, the 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 figures for the last twenty years when it comes to Newcastle finances, and plus it'll also show where he's hiding the money, I presume. So when he's I think uh, the one the one thing I would I would uh, well I'm not going to say I'm not to say agree with him but but I remember he said but when he took over Newcastle United there was no song and dance about it and he he took it over but he can't say that to, he can't turn around which he did he said to Manchester yes um, yeah but I I didn't want any publicity because I you know when it comes to San Newcastle he just wants to do it without any publicity. But when he when he when he bought Newcastle, he paid the money without doing the the, the correct due diligence that she has. Now, mm. a lot of it when it comes to when it, a lot of the things that've been said about the man is stably, a lot of it is a, acute sexism, massively. That's what, like the fact that everybody says, "Oh, has she got the money? Why has she not got the money?" You have that ignorant get, um, um, and I didn't actually watch it because I, I he, he made, made me so mad. And he, he says, oh, yeah, between two hundred fifty to 300 million, it'll get the job done. This is Dennis Weiser talking about, right? How the hell would he know? How the hell would he know what new, what's going on with Newcastle United unless he's being paid? Yeah, he kept, talking about, he kept talking about that club. Mm. That club. That's because it's, not, it's never been nor ever will be your club. So mm. you better call it that club because probably, we kicked your butt out of you know, out of he probably you. did know though he probably does know he's another mm-hmm. mouthpiece for my gosh thing you've got to bear in mind right Dennis Wise has been Dennis Wise has never ever ever been on Sky and the night and the day after Newcastle the, mm-hmm. and they announced that the takeover was dead Sky had mm-hmm. him on that pundit show however mm-hmm. man you can't tell mm-hmm. me that wasn't a plant a total mm-hmm. plant it was absolutely ridiculous and then that you know, the other little poison dwarf next to him Craig Bellney only talking absolute bollocks as well. It was forming me. I was like, right, get this off. Yeah, it was. It, it was interesting. It was interesting. Bellamy. I don't. I mean, you know, Bellamy hasn't endeared our endeared very much to Newcastle fans either since he left. But no, I uh, think that's the problem. Guys, is one, thing, they, though, they, one thing that yeah. I did read, and I, I don't know if it was. Um, I'm not sure where it was. Was it the Times or who did it? But it does make a lot of sense. Is let's be honest. Ashley is a gambler, <laughs> and a gambler is willing to roll the dice to see if his threadbare club can stay high up high enough so he doesn't have to spend the money to try to reinforce them because if they fall down in May, okay, so what? They were so they were so high that even though they fell down, I still get the permanent money. That's what a gambling man does. 
unless that's what he – I think he gambled. I think he has gambled. Remember the last time that Ashley uh, really spent a lot of money in January, it's because he had absolutely no choice. Or Newcastle was in danger of falling out. He brought out. in, he brought all these players in, yeah. He did, uh, yeah. Sosoko yeah. Gufran, Sosoko um, Gufran, uh, Haidara. Yeah. I can't remember who else. But, uh, I, think Chris, okay. I think Chris is right. I think we're in the, we were in the bottom three then. We were in yeah. the bottom three. We were, he, he brought in Sosoko and all that. I remember Sosoko scored against Chelsea, and mm-hmm. it was such a big deal. And then we were able to keep, you were able to keep it up. That's the only reason why he spent money. He gambled. Yeah, that he wasn't going to have to spend. But once the gamble paid, the guy was at least smart enough to realize that, oh, my goodness, okay, you got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. Well, I'm going to fold them, and I'm going to spend some money, and I'm going to keep us in the league. That's the exact same thing he's tried to do this time. He, did, he, he tried to gamble, and now he sees that he has absolutely no choice. He has to back Rafa Benitez. And now he sees that he has to back Rafa Benitez with a new contract. Because if he, he doesn't re-sign Benitez, Stavely's walking, and that you is not something think, that's a, an interesting thing. Christian, I think Christian, I think he's uh, gambling, uh, not not necessarily signing wise. Obviously, I do not yeah. think he's gambling that he believes Rafa Benitez is good, a good enough manager yeah. to keep this set of players in the league. Exactly. I think he's yeah. gambling on that, mate. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's why he hasn't fired everyone else is stacking their managers left and right. He thinks yeah. Benitez can get the job done. But I think yeah. I think him I th- I still believe that the last week or maybe him coming and seeing him against Man City he had to realize that there was ten championship players on that pitch going up against Man City and you know fair play to them giving it all they could and yeah. still only got beat three to one but he had to realize okay you know I have no choice I'm gonna ha- I'm going to have to spend some money to help to help this or I'm gonna lose my investment I'm gonna lose all this Premiership money. And then what else? Why about what else has all this been for? I'll tell you one thing. I've been reading and seeing how many sports direct signs you guys have to deal with when you go into a match. There, that'll be <laughs> nice that all that stuff will be gone. I, 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 the, the problem with this, I think, um, what happens the next home game when just say when we get the first of February and he doesn't strengthen the team and it's only Kennedy that comes in. What are Newcastle United fans going to do? Because yes. when when does it become that? Let's be honest. The fans normally, apart from that, the Ashiel campaign and then sack Pardew, they normally do nothing, and I mean yes. nothing. I agree. If Rafa is the manager, I believe you're probably right, Andrew. I think we will continue to do nothing because he will mm. ask. Mind you. He will ask for support, but, but, as I pointed out on my Twitter, and I, con- and I confirmed it with my mate who was a season ticket order at Liverpool, when all the shenanigans were going on at Liverpool with Hicks and Gillette, he was 100% behind the fan group who were trying to get rid of those two. Yeah. Vocally, he wasn't bothered, he didn't moan about them, uh, the fans um, the fans making protests, but one of my side pointed out that protests were done before, and after the game, not during the game. Yeah. Now I no, I, yeah, I completely, I completely agree with that. I like the. I heard somebody say something, guys, that you go to the match, you support the team, but you don't spend a dime in the shop, yeah, on a program or anything else. Now that's tough to do though for someone who's maybe making their first trip to St James's Park mm. and wants a memento of the of the occasion. 
You know, the when, problem is with us, the problem is with us, what you've just been touching on, Andrew, there has been people who've tried things and they've got laughed at, and that was embarrassing. That was actually really embarrassing when they were actually trying to physically do something, but people were walking on the ground laughing mm. at them. You know, that, 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 that you know, my, my, you know this, this term, back the, back the team, not the regime? Mm. Well, I keep seeing it. Mike Ashley affects this team we want to support more than any fan. Mm. It's a fact. Yeah. The fa- everything he does affects that team that we want to support. But I do get the notion of the fact that because of Rafa, you want to go and you want to try and work with Benitez and keep these lads in the league. Because every single one of them, as Chris just said there, they ran through brick walls on Saturday against Man City. And they do that. They do that yeah. week in, week out. And you want to back these lads. But if something could, if people could just get together and do something relevant before or after a game, it would be fantastic. You can't tell me that there's enough people out there who are going to continue to laugh at people who want to get rid of my Gaffney. Surely there's not many Newcastle fans out there who believe that this man is doing good for the club. They can't be. They physically can't be. And if you can't go to the match and not buy a pie or a pint in the ground if someone said, oh, we're going to do that today, what's wrong with you, man? There's plenty mm. of good places outside the ground where you can go for something to eat and drink. There has to, to be. I was going to ask Neil this before I get to, to to Chris, but I think there has to be there has to be something that has to happen because if, like we all expect that he, you know, the the problem the problem I think is that I think he will. We've got nine days left to go. I, I do believe that he will actually make a make an effort to to do something, but. Everything about them screams no, but um, Neil, there has to, there's going to have to be some sort of activism if if nothing happens. There has to be, and obviously I've looked, I've seen Ashley out and uh, other people looking to talk about it, or even with the banners, to, to, to you know, let 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 the, you know, the banners. I think somebody mentioned that today that there could be banners going out. So. And, and I think the, when they hit the ground, these guys, these stewards, tried to stop the banners. They did. Now, you can't, I think, unless, unless they try and get somebody and say, okay, we're going to call the police. But the, it's, it's going to take something really, um, that re, it's the, you know, we're picking at a sore wound here, but there has to be some kind of activism to start to get people to realise, if you come to the match, you can do whatever you want. But don't buy anything from just you know sit in your seat, walk around. But is is it so hard for people to go to the match and not want to go downstairs and have a pint if if they, if they love the club so much? There has to be some kind of activism that needs to happen if what we think is going to happen at the first of February, Neil. Gone again. <laughs> <laughs> I've no, asked a question I mean, lately. Hey, look, honestly, I agree with you. I agree with you. I mean. What about just something simple as march with the banners and everything like that before the match starts? Yeah. Go in the go in the go in the, the stadium and support the club and, and do everything you can and, and applaud the lads off and then go right back outside and grab the banners again and march I mean, and march Chris, all the way back down the Chris, street, Chris, street again. Chris, I mean, it, it, Chris, that's Chris, I guarantee it'll get television coverage. Chris, I mean, it'll be that, that'll be much better than in the stadium. Chris, you don't have to leave the ground. You could stay in the ground. We've got Man United coming yeah. up in a couple of weeks' time on TV. After the game, that would be fantastic, wouldn't it? Everyone mm. stays in their seats and absolutely dance wild for about 20 minutes. Mm. How good would that be? Because the TV yeah. cameras wouldn't be able to ignore it. 
Yeah, yeah I, I mean that way you you supported you supported the team. You you've applauded them off the field. Yep. Mm-hmm. But now it's time that now now it's time enough's enough. Time yeah, I, I mean, you know, we, we we and I guarantee, it'd be weird for news organizations to try to say anything about Daft Newcastle fans and being unrealistic. You did something like that. I, I, I mean, to me, I think that'd be fantastic. That'd be it's such. Been, it'd be such a. That'd be such a strong, uh, strong sense of um, uh, of purpose instead of just leaving the instead of just leaving the ground at halftime or in the mm-hmm. third or with 15 minutes to play. Absolutely. Is okay, Neil, I, you, Neil, are you there? Oh, you're not. You've, you've popped off somewhere. Yeah, he's not there. So the thing, it's hard because you, you you want to. I mean, I I part I, I took part in the walkout, um, the walkout, the the sixty odd minute walkout after Crystal Palace, I think it was, uh, and also I did the I did the Tottenham boycott game, but I actually mm. stayed out for the rest of the season. It killed us. I just thought one game's not enough, so I stayed out. But I remember, I remember walking down the stairs on the walkout game, yeah. and I started walking down the stairs, and I was angry. I was proper angry. I was at left mm-hmm. scene. I was walking out the ground. I just was furious. And then I was just met by all these folk who were who got out before me, and they were standing applauding everyone coming down mm-hmm. the stairs. And there was a sense of togetherness there when people got to the bottom of the stairs, and there was a big banner, and it had picture of Kinea, picture of Pardew, and I think a picture of Ashley. Um, with one cross over Kinnear at the time. Um, and there was a sense of unity there, and you could see people like, applauding each other, and, and you could see it was hard. And I, I touched on it the other day. I wrote on my Twitter account, I, I seen a guy coming down who I know, who was a friend of my mate. Um, he's uh, 60 plus, he's got Parkinson's, he walked with a walking stick, and he come walking awards, and he just said, got to do something, Lee, I had to do that. You know, that's a, you know, a guy who's been going out of an hour, 40, 50 years, yeah. and felt that strong enough to stand up and walk out the ground, uh, probably never done it in his life. Um, and I think we're, the only reason why people continue to go and, and, and climb those stairs to go to the match currently is because Rafa Benitez gives that little bit big in a home. And I do think if Rafa goes this time and this deal goes west, I think a lot of people will go west this time, mind. Oh, yeah, definitely. I agree. Did you guys think that Watford has lost their ever-loving minds. <laughs> they, that, that manager is one of the most sought-after managers mm-hmm. in all of Europe. Yeah, I don't but care he, that he's on a bad losing run. It's good, it's good for us, Chris, because it puts them in a relegation battle as far as I'm concerned. I mean, I guess they're hoping to get the whole bump from the new coach. You know, he might get them a win or two, but that manager was phenomenal. Why would you sack a manager that was just a little while ago being considered like the top jobs in the world. Yeah, but Maybe he acted appallingly. Yeah, spent. but Chris, he acted appallingly. You know, yes, he wanted to go to Everton, but you don't go around to players and say, "Oh, I'm going to take you with me when I go." You know, you <laughs> no, get on seriously? with it. You, okay. there's, there's, there's naked ambition and there's just stupid. And that guy, yes, he's a ta- obviously a talented coach, but for what he did, he just had to keep his mouth shut and do his job. And, you know, whatever happens, that happens. But the fact that he thinks he's prob- probably a mini Mourinho, because a lot of these things these guys are like, you know, it was, it was, he deserves it. People he might, might well. say, I think, um, you know, look, I think he's lost 11 games out of 17. Yeah. And, and, and they, you, you know, if, if they go into press and they say this, the fact that he was unsettled, you know... If he wants to go, fair enough, but 
you know, the, what, the, what Everton are going to do now, I think Joey Barton mentioned it, he went, um, well, they wanted their first choice, well, why don't they go and get him then? Because it, 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 it would have cost him 18 million, whatever it is, to get him. But his behaviour was, and honest to God, yes, he might get another team, but that's Andrew, five clubs Andrew, he's gone through now. Andrew, five clubs, that's a lot. Andrew, would, he might as well sit tight, man. He'll get the Everton job in the next month. Sam Oliver. Well, I think I think Sam, like he normally does, he normally gets it right. I think uh, with the <laughs> really? Theo Walcott, really? I think so. I, I just think with Theo Walcott in that team and the, the, the players they've got so coming back, I think you'll find they spent 150 million in the summer. Yeah, I know. But you know, that's, you're and, and, and that's the thing. And think, of, think about how long it's taken Everton to kind of get it right. My yeah. gosh, Everton has got talent right now. Yeah. I mean, goodness gracious, Theo. Well, I mean, you could just see on that pitch. I'm like, there. This team should not be anywhere close to the relegation zone. And once mm-hmm. they figure it out, they're going to be fine. Well, let me, uh, let me, let me bring in my next. Okay, gents. Let me bring in my final guest this evening. Uh, I'll get to Neil in a minute regarding the activism bit I said. But uh, good, good evening. <laughs> good evening, John. How are you? Good evening, lads. How are we doing? Not too bad. How are you? I'm so, doing better. A lot, a lot of things have happened the last week, and you've been pretty vocal on there as well. I've, I've just mentioned we should, if nothing happens at the end of the, of the transfer window, and we get one player in, which is Kennedy by the looks of it, you know, there should be some form of activism. I'll get to Neil well, well, in a minute, but what's, what's been your take on the whole thing? And... Uh, Buckle up, fellas, because John's are coming. <laughs> well, fortunately, so I'm like, now I just think, um, recently, like, um, I think, um, like, Ashley's kind of losing the plot, really, because, um, I mean, Amanda's making a very good offer, so as you all know, right? And, um, he's turned around and saying that, um, there's been a, a source of frustration and a waste of time. Now, uh, to me, I think Mike Ashley is the waste of time being at this club because he's the one that sets things up. And um, we need a new start here. We need a fresh start. We need a new era sort of thing. And I said this before. And um, he's just um, acts like a sport brat, really. But um, we we need it to take over. And um, it's just not right here. Yeah, I think, um, you know, I think everybody knows about the offer. £250 million. It's going to take more than that, as we know. Um, it will be not. I think um, the only reason it's going to go down if if we we go down. But um, I think when you when you li- when you listen, you know, thank thank God for uh, George Culkin. But at least now we we can read our words and what she wants from the club. And obviously, a lot of sexism going in because of they're trying to say that uh, she hasn't got the funds. Well, when when um, George was talking to her. She was dealing with eight deals at the same time, with different things going on, and I, I know in the paper they said I think I can't remember the guy's name, but uh, he put down that she she hasn't got any officially, probably Neil might know this, but uh, that she hasn't got any on record any staff, <coughs> she hasn't got any holdings as such, um, so they, they are obviously they they're trying to they're trying to pick holes in somebody that has done nothing wrong. All she does is try to put a bid in with her husband of 250 million with, mm-hmm. uh, with no contingencies to buy Newcastle United, and at least uh, he, he would make on that investment 100, 100 million. He's going to make 100 million on top of it uh, just by by that figure alone, and he's taken hundreds of millions of pounds from Newcastle. 
since he since he's, he's been there for ten years. But uh, what do you think, Neil, at, regarding that and the activism? And then John can answer in a second too. Well, with regards to the companies, no, she she doesn't have anything which is anything other than entities on the go. Um, but she's not the only one, and why should that matter? Mm. You know, again, it comes back to why, why, why is he making big about, let's see, the colour of your money? Mm. Um, I bet he wouldn't do it that way. He'd mm. lowball an offer. He'd lowball an offer and then try and bully it through. So I was going to say, he waits for clubs, he waits until businesses are on their exactly. backs before he turns up. Look, man, I'm, I'm telling you now, I'm of the opinion, he's had some of his mates and the people he hangs around with in his ear. Yeah, she's got you by the nuts, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. Seriously. Out, for, agree, out, yeah. for, out, for, out yeah. for a drink with some of the people that he has, who has his ear. And they're winding them up, and they're winding them up, and they're winding them up. Right, deal's off, I'm born in Sky. Bang. <laughs> That's exactly what the kind of thing yeah. he would do. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, yeah. With regards to activism, very difficult thing to do. I've tried. Been there, done it, got a t-shirt. There's a reason for me, me, me Twitter bio I talk about getting Newcastle fans together as like herding cats. It is mm. a very, very difficult thing to organise. I'll tell you where the biggest protest will come from, Andrew. Mm. Non-renewals. Yeah. yeah. Non-renewals. And it's That's where one week to go, right? The from. one week to go tick, before the renewal? Tick-tock. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think he's going to get a real surprise. What do you guys, but don't you think you're kind of hurting yourself with, with that, though? I mean, if you don't renew, and then, I mean, now you're taking away the one thing you love to do, which is go watch your football club. I mean, I understand mm. what you're saying, but that's it's, kind I've of brutal. I've had so many people in the last couple of weeks um, get in touch with me and, and ask us privately, mainly DMs on Twitter and a couple of emails, um, lads I know, lads I know very well, lads that are, um, they're like me, they've, 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 we've done all the hard yards, we've been here, there and every bloody way following them, we've had the ups and the downs and enjoyed the ride all the way, lads I go back to playing football at Wall's End with, you know, um, lads are in the same to- cohort as Tony Loma and, or, 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 you know, real proper <laughs> proper lads, if you if you if you if you if you don't mind us using that expression, and 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 they're all saying, "No, I'm Jack Neil, done." Hey, Neil, renewed. you know, when Neil the other day I was talking to some kid, and uh, the only thing that he said to me, which is he's exactly the same same as me, he just said to us, "Lee, the only thing that's keeping me there is one Benitez and two me loyalty points." Mm. <laughs> um, and I said, "I'm the same." And I said the only the only thing with me at the minute is the fact I've got George into it. George, we're enjoying going together. Um, so I'm doing this father son thing. At the match is brilliant. I love it. And I would imagine yeah. saying to him, "Oh, we're not going anymore." He's only seventy. We go. Why? Why not? Why we're not going? Because he was because he was looking at me last Tuesday when the when the deal when the, when it come up saying the deal was done. He was he was Dad, what's wrong? Are you all right? And I was like sitting there foaming. And I couldn't explain why I was foaming. <laughs> I was like. Oh, mm-hmm. But the, to, so the thing is, we can't. We we can't. Can we afford to actually just to, to have this conversation that we're going to do nothing? I we can't. I, I'm, what I'm, can we do? I, I'm at the point now where I would join. I would personally join any fan movement to yeah. get rid of them. But 
I can't, there's no, there's something, someone like me couldn't do that. The fanzines, the people with big accounts, the people who were, the people who've got, got a voice would all have to get together. They would have, they would have, they would, I mean, obviously there would have, there would have to be that, how can I put it, um, instead of like, you know what Neil's touched on, uh, the massive dick, dick measuring competition that they do in, um, <laughs> do in Dubai from business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All these, all these functions would have to come together. It wouldn't have to be one Lee, person's Lee. idea because they're all Lee. getting, uh, mm-hmm. I've tried it, Nate. And is that the problem? Because everyone wants to... It's my I've, idea. I've it's been mine. there. Yeah. Do you know what it is? And, I, and, I, and I, I don't think any of them will mind us saying this openly. Mm-hmm. Um, of late, I've seen... I've had conversations with Steve Wraith, yeah. Steve Hasty, yeah. Michael Martin. Yeah. <clears throat> and I can remember when I couldn't get those three lads in the same room. Right. Yeah. yeah. Couldn't. Now you not, can. <laughs> you know. Um, and so it took Mike Ashley to bring them together. <laughs> like, yeah, that's it, true. But we did before. <laughs> that that was where the supporters club that became the trust mm-hmm. and the Yes We Can campaign all came from. Yeah. And it's it's you. Ca- I cannot tell you. I, I went around. And again, it's something I touched on on Twitter earlier this week. I went around club, clubs and pubs all over the region mm-hmm. doing roadshows and talkings and getting feelings and opinions from fans. Yeah. And then you suddenly find the ones in Taolor won't travel with the ones from Peter Lee. <laughs> and this one won't speak to that one because they write for a different fanzine. And uh, that one, everybody wants the same thing. But they want to do it their own way. Well, and it, it, it is very, very hard to get a collective, unified voice. Well, do you, Neil? Do you know? Do you know much? Do you know much about that? How the spirit of the lads of the spirit of Shanty pulled it together. Honestly, I've got to got to take my hat off to them uh-huh. and how they how they managed it because the, the same fan politics exists within Liverpool mm-hmm. supporters. But they um, get everyone on board. Literally, everyone was on board. And, and Lee, when when we had the Yes We Can campaign in full tilt, we did as well. Mm-hmm. We, we did as well. Apart from a, an absolute hardcore mm-hmm. of people who were just quite happy to say, "I told you it wouldn't work." Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but there's always that as well. And you go on to Twitter. There's, there's Steve Hasty mentioned this earlier today. He and I can tell you loads of tales of bumping into people who were. They'll come and they will tell you, I, I, I don't agree with what you're doing. <laughs> and you say to them, well, what do you, what would you do? Well, that's it. And you never get a, never get a good answer. I did I've, the other I've day, spent me. years, like, doing shows like this, writing bits and papers and fanzines and stuff for the Chronicle, stuff for the Journal. Every time you stick your head above the parapet you get mm-hmm. shot at I've had been shot at so many times I've got no mm-hmm. brains left and I don't care mm-hmm. um, it's like when I, I said the other day Neil like there I just I, I just randomly wrote something like the game against Man United everyone, everyone mm-hmm. take their seat walk out after 10 minutes mm-hmm. right it's on TV mm-hmm. that'll get maximum publicity straight away I had people come back with some going aye good idea that good idea that and I, and I wrote something like every pub in Newcastle gets on board and says um, offers um, a free mm-hmm. pint within 30 minutes for everyone who, who leaves the ground and shows yeah. a ticket. I was just mm-hmm. laughing on. I just wrote okay. it. <laughs> yeah. I had a kid. Then I had a kid come back to us. I had a kid come. 
loads coming back to us straight away, like saying, won't work, done it before, won't do this, can't do that, can't do it. And I was thinking, wait, what's, the, yeah. what's the alternative? What is Tell the alternative? Tell us what to do. Tell you us what tell to do. Me, I can tell you what happened the last time we tried to organise a walkout. Okay? Mm-hmm. Nobody could agree on what minute which to walk out. <laughs> True. Three different, <laughs> three different bodies who had a sway on the fans released three different times to walk out to the point where nobody knew who knew knew when they were walking out. I went out on the first. Shambles. I went out on the first one. I remember the Chronicle there printed a totally different. The Chronicle printed a totally different time to the first one that was agreed. I honestly, that day I could have strung myself up. <laughs> But it did have you an effect, though, because people, they did show it, didn't they? Oh, people left. People yeah. did, they did leave. Show they people, leave people did leave, but it created arguments. And this <laughs> is how Ashley's won all the way along. He's been very good at dividing and conquer and finding those little fracture, fracture lines that he could pour water into to open them up. Yeah. And we, are, we are, as a fan base, fabulous at turning the guns on ourselves. Neil, I've said that. His greatest achievement at Newcastle United is, to, is dividing the fan base. That's his oh. greatest achievement at Newcastle United. It, 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 it's, it's exceptionally frustrating. Everybody wants effectively the same thing, but they want to go about it a different way, or some of them want to claim credit for it and aren't prepared to, 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 to stand back. Um, one thing I'll give give Steve Wraith his juice for, he was probably the first one to stand up and say, right, I'm out of this. Mm-hmm. Because every time I get involved with something, people hang it on me and say it's my ego. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and, and this, that, and the other. And he was the first one to say, I don't want egos, I'm, I'm putting the, putting this down. No, mm-hmm. I want to want to let other people have a go at this. Uh, um, you know, and and like, it took a long time to get all of that out. It also takes some... And some of the people who should have a sway over how the fans can and will think are far too concentrated on sitting on the fence when, when push comes to shove. And I mean, Neil, we've let the man crowbar the name of St James's mm. Park off the stadium. Oh, I mean, let's be I honest, remember. right? Let's be honest. Imagine if he actually did that at Glasgow Rangers when he was trying to get in there. Well, they've just started protesting at the... At yeah, the Andrew, Andrew, that lot united on him the minute he was um, getting involved up there, and he has no involvement currently hardly up there. Mm. If, that, if, that, if that... He would have got death threats if he tried to rip the name of Idrox off. Mm. We just went... Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, then. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, still, you know, when I take photos in St. James's Park, on my iPhone, it still comes up. It still comes up, the Bunny Sports Direct Arena. Mm. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Look, yeah. it, 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 that 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 incident as well, mate. Um, you've got to remember when they turned up with the crowbars, it was it was unannounced. It was after a bank holiday weekend, and it was <laughs> six a.m. They didn't even tell, and and I'm 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 gonna probably upset her by saying this. They didn't even tell Wendy Taylor, who was acting as the press officer mm. at, the, at the at the club at the time. <laughs> she got a f- phone call to say, "Hey, that that crowbar on the name off the wall, <laughs> yeah. mate." And they hadn't even briefed her. Yeah. I mean, imagine her trying to deal with that shitstorm mm-hmm. with no warning, with no advance warning at all, because that's the kind of thing they do. They do it to their own staff, let alone. Well, a fans. bit like what happened last week, though, isn't it, Neil? The same yeah. thing. He rings up Sky Sports. They wouldn't have had a clue, would they, that he well, should have done that? Have you and seen an official? Have you seen an official statement from the club? Is there anything on the club website? Nothing. Such a Nothing. big piece of news. 
No. no. Absolutely not, mate. It's like it, it, it's it's rearranging the deck as on the Titanic. It must be. The, there must be. It must be an absolute pointless and thankless task mm. sometimes dealing in terms of PR and communications from the Castle mm. United. Because you know, there's some good people in that club. Mm. People I've developed relationships with, and who who are really proper guys and girls mm. who deserve the best because they, by God they bust their balls because mm. that place is skeleton staffed. If you look at what our guys are doing behind the scenes and the amount of double and triple roles they're doing, mm. because he won't put a full, proper full-scale staff even in behind the scenes. Mm. It's ridiculous. We're a premiership <coughs> club. We're on like, like a village cricket club. Zero, zero contract staff, yeah. Believe that as well. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm nearly going to end the show, but um, when it comes to... I'll ask Chris first, because obviously he's ringing from the furthest, but uh, Chris, we've got Chelsea in the FA Cup. Um, just quickly, what are your thoughts about that? Because, you know, I think if we, yeah, we have to hope that Chelsea don't play a strong team. Essentially, I hope I think Kennedy's going to score a hat trick for Newcastle. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he'll be cup tied. Hopefully, uh, no. Um, I don't know, guys. It's uh, I think Chelsea is that team that if they show up on, on their day and they play well and they're at home, they're, they're at Stamford Bridge or that is that St James's Park. You know, something. Stamford Bridge, okay, and I think Hazard is going to torture it could, be, it could be a long, it could be a long outing. But uh, the good news is, I think it looks like Newcastle is going to make some signings. We hope maybe this goalkeeper who I'd never heard of before a couple of weeks ago, and uh, maybe some forwards, uh, you know, some strikers that actually can help and put the ball in the net. And it's onward and upward, boys. Let's just yeah. keep the faith. John, what do you think? With the, the match coming up on the weekend. Um. I think um, I mean I think Newcastle probably feel a strong team. I don't think it'll be good enough, but mm. we'd like to give it a go. We'd like to get some signings. I know Kennedy's through the door, hopefully, mm. but we definitely need a strike that sort of thing. Definitely need a strike that. But who's this mystery striker this after? Any idea? Chefy <laughs> <laughs> Coochie. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. I couldn't believe I couldn't believe with some of the names Lee Ryder was throwing out today yeah. in his piece. If, if that's true, like if, if they can get sure, Andre Shirla to come to Newcastle, then yeah, right. There's no there's no way Newcastle are going to pay fifty percent of his wages. wages. His wages are 150 k, isn't it? Yeah, there's no way. Right. It might get linked with them. You know what it is, Andrew. You know what it yeah. is, Andrew. That subject of me. What you've just said there is just what Mike Ashley's made us because we should be buddy playing wages like that. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the problem yeah, is, no, that you hate to say it, you hate really? to say it, but that's just how it is. That's that mm-hmm. is some, that but is. But the wage bill is ninety million, gentlemen. No that's the problem. You have to pay guys, those kind of wages. That's got just common sense, right? I mean, Lee just said that, so we should be we should be paying us those wages. Mm. That, that sort of thing. We're supposed to be a big club, right? Yeah. We're supposed <laughs> to be, but. At the minute, we don't act like a big club, you know? Yeah. Uh, 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 Andrew and, and, and John, the bottom line on wages is we don't pay the wages because we don't get the commercial incomes that we should yeah. be getting because we're hamstrung on the way this man runs the club. Because <laughs> if you look at our wages to turnover percentage, it's skewed because we're turnover shite. Because of him? It is, hey guys, it is, it is rather okay. incredible right. the, the number of athletes who play for Newcastle who are not being paid very well. Everyone talks about transfer fees, and that's great. That's between the two clubs. But you still have to play the player that you just acquired. And it's mm-hmm. amazing why they just don't tell Newcastle to start off. 
you know, whenever they, you know, when they try to get the, when they try to get the wages, uh, you know, try to get that set up. I don't know how they keep getting these guys to agree. Um, of course, I think Shelby's pay is being paid quite a bit. Yeah, seventy thousand, I think, uh, isn't he? Yeah, seventy thousand. I guess Marino, because Marino was on loan, and now it's now he's permanent. Maybe he got locked into a a low wage. I don't know, but it does seem kind of ridiculous that they're not paying these guys unless they don't deserve to be paid like that. And I don't know. I'm not sure what the wage kind of is in the prime. I, I just see you just see the big numbers all the time. You don't see like your regular, like you know as well as I do, Andrew, yeah. that. Your your bottom baseline salary from a major league baseball player, a guy that yeah. basically never plays, yeah. is 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 a million a year, right. <laughs> yeah, at least. Yeah. So, so stand, after that, it, yeah. I would wait just yeah. by how many times, how many games. Well, let's see what happens next week. I'm sure I'm sure it'll rumble on. Let's just hope Newcastle get the result we can and maybe get a, a draw and bring them back. Bring them back, or even stun and the world, and actually get an absolute dry hump in that. Hoping to avoid. I think that it might be a loss, but who knows? Because uh, there seems to be some turmoil with the manager at Chelsea, and if it was at SKP, guys, I would say Newcastle is going to win because I think Newcastle's always played well against Chelsea. It was ca- it was home. kind of funny. It was Stanford kind of funny. Bridge Chris, is another story. Yeah, I think it's kind of funny, isn't it, though? That Chelsea are looking for a striker. Every single striker they seem to be going for, and the first person they go for is Andy Carroll. Then what? Then what happens? He fractures his foot. Crazy. And he wasn't going to. He wasn't going to go to training because he wanted to go to Chelsea. <laughs> Jesus. Guys, you know one name that you know one name that Newcastle had a chance to get, you know, with four or five years ago, and I don't know why they never That's went after most, him. Yeah. Is Moses? From um, you know, from Chelsea. Every yeah. time that guy comes on the pitch, he scores again. Mm. As opposed to the biblical figure. Well, now, now we yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no joke. But the thing is, the, the problem is now you've got you've got one on loan. We've got one Chelsea player coming in on loan. We've only got. I think we can only have one more. I'm not sure if that's if it's a loan or is a permanent signing. But so basically. I think we can get one more loan in, and that and that'll be it. So no matter yeah, what happens, unless you want to try to go for free signings. I mean, if there's yeah. some players that are out there to try to throw the money around, but who knows? I mean, you're hearing all this talk. Maybe they're going after a big fish. Maybe they're throwing money to try to get a big fish. But if you're a big fish, <laughs> I would want I would want uh, I would want assurances that Rafa Benitez is staying. Well, and if you can't give it, then why would you yeah. come? Guys, can I come in a second about um, Rafa on this new contract business, guys, who don't mind? I mean, I know you've been saying about it. I know you've been, guys, been saying about it. But, I mean, why come out and say that? I didn't know full well you ain't going to sign a contract. I mean, the most important thing is, is to get the signing through the door first and then talk about a new signing to Rafa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a, yeah. he's, he's, he's playing chicken. He's, he's rolling the dice. He's, he's gambling as usual. Thinking if he can turn up the heat, or whoever, whoever, whoever journalist leaked that information out, it's mm-hmm. it's to try to put pressure on Rafa Benitez. But I don't think it he can put pressure on Rafa Benitez. It is it's it was it's basically trying to see it's being, what it was trying to what it's trying to do. It's trying to um, put it on to stabilize his reputation because yeah. they're going to try and say oh, he won't sign a contract. Yeah. Does he think well that uh, does he think well that's stupid? Yeah. I mean, how on, man? Jesus Christ, man. Yep. He definitely thinks he's because he's, he's been doing it for 10 years. <laughs> he, can't, he can fool the people sometimes, guys, but he cannot fool them all the time. Not now, he's he he 
and you're right. And if these things were a stupid sort of thing, then I'm sorry, he has got another thing coming because I'm telling you now, after 11 years, right, of coping with him in charge, right, we're just both, we're all frustrated, exhausted, mm. and he's a waste of blooming time. So, as I was saying, I just tend to get lost. By next season, we want him gone, I'm telling you. Yeah, we're going to have to I'm wait sure for the, we're going to have to wait for the takeover. We're going to have to wait for it if it comes at all. Yeah. The, the, the way that he's, the way that he's, you think of it logically, gentlemen, the fact that he, his reaction to calling her names, uh, essentially, even if it was in a drunken rant, uh, the fact that he's calling her names. Allegedly. Uh, uh, no, it's true. But any, but uh, he, he turned around and basically, he's going to, he's basically, by saying what he said, he's, any other bidder who comes in knows they're going to get the treatment. So, you know, anybody, and the fact that he turned around and says, okay, I want this, I want this takeover to, to be like my takeover. Like, you, you, we're dealing with a massive social media age where mm. reporters, fans, everybody's involved in it and they want answers and they'll get it no matter how, how much they want it. They want answers. You, it's impossible. Even with NDAs in place, people will, people will get the answer they want. And that's what's happened in Newcastle. Anyway, so till next week, gentlemen. Thanks so much, everybody, for coming on. And we'll catch you all next week. And hopefully we'll, we'll still be in the FA Cup and we'll have players to celebrate. Otherwise, it's going to be another week in hell. Good. Thanks so much, gentlemen. We'll catch you later. Cheers, lads. Cheers, lads. Take care. Cheers, lads. Bye-bye. Bye. everybody for calling in to Toon Talk this evening with my uh, special guest Richard Conway of the BBC with my co-host Neil Mitchell and my various guests with Steve Hasty from Newcastle Fans Forum and my other many many other guests who have made this show so illuminating. Uh, remember you can catch uh, a repeat of this show just by going to uh, iTunes and just clicking in Toon Talk and you'll be able to listen back to this show and the previous show. We'll catch you all next week live at 6pm on Newcastle United, www.toontalk.co.uk. We look forward to speaking to you then. Hopefully, we'll have some good news, new 